2: Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Well, today, since it is the month of May, I am going to be covering another double feature. The title is pretty much just like Distant Cousins, because in Season One, Episode 18, called Just One of the Guys which aired March 4th, 1988, we have Cousin Steve, DJ's cousin from Baltimore, Maryland. You could practically not get any farther away from California than that, really. <laughs> In this episode, DJ feels left out when her cousin visits and spends most of his time roughhousing with Danny. Well, I wouldn't say roughhouse. I do not see any scene where they're wrestling each other. Or It's just... Danny, Jesse, Joey, it's cool. There's a 17-year-old teen in the house. They're like, hey, it's another guy to go do fun stuff with. Because the three guys are constantly hanging around with, you know, DJ Stephanie and baby Michelle. And, you know, the girls are cool and all. But, you know, I really feel in one way or another Danny really wanted a son at some point. Granted, yes, he gets... That in his three future grandchildren, Jackson, Max, and Tommy. but that is like thirty plus years into the, 30 plus years into the future. So his nephew Steve, who is his sister's son, um, I can tell you right now, it certainly isn't Wendy who has Ginger the monkey because no way, and by the time we meet Wendy, that's season four, that's like three more years. Steve would be at least 20 years old. And we find out in this episode, he's got a baseball scholarship offer to Stanford. Remember Stanford? The college that DJ wanted more than anything in the world to be able to go to. But instead, she was accepted by Berkeley. Like, I guess that'll... She doesn't even go to Berkeley that I know of. She goes to, like, some college in California I've never even heard of. (laughs) So, yes, again... Season 1, episode 18, Just One of the Guys, aired March 4th, 1988. This episode's got a 7.0 out of 10, based on 349 ratings. Now, if you haven't seen this episode, Cousin Steve is played by, if you didn't already guess it, Kirk Cameron, older brother to Candace Cameron, who was three, at least three seasons deep on Growing Pains, which aired on the same network, ABC. And of course, Candace Cameron guest starred, I believe, in a couple episodes, I think one of season three and one of season four of Growing Pain. She played Jenny, who was a friend to the youngest at the time, Seaver Child, Ben Seaver. This episode was directed by Lee Chemel, C-H-E-M-E-L, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Leonard... Rips. Although, when he was on the show, he was working under the name Lenny Rips. Okay, so really, the only guest star is going to be Kurt Cameron. Let's see here. Do we have any... Tri- Ooh, we got trivia, but we kind of already know this one. After Kirk Cameron, real-life older brother of Candace Cameron Bure, did a guest spot as her cousin Steve from Baltimore. He makes a big deal out of Baltimore. Greetings from Baltimore! It's like... Does everyone from Baltimore burst into song? I mean, I've seen Hairspray. Not the 80s version, but the 2007 version with John Travolta playing Tracy Turnblatt's mother. And it has Zach Raffron. That, oh my gosh. I saw the movie once. I got the soundtrack. I played it from July to September. Three whole months of nothing but the Hairspray soundtrack. And now I haven't listened to it in like a decade or more (laughs) since then. I got hairsprayed out, basically. Alright, cameo. Oh, my goodness gracious. Kirk Cameron appeared on Fuller House as himself in 2019. His cameo drew negative criticism given Cameron's religious views versus the inclusivity of Fuller House. The epi- This episode of Fuller House... First, aired when Cameron adopted his religious views. Yeah, I think it would have been much, much. This is 1988, guys. Growing pains would have started in 1985. The um, whole, if you want to call it a come to Jesus moment, however you want to refer to it, with Kurt Cameron finding the Lord would have happened. I think it was like season. Had to have been season five. It had to have been when uh. The woman who played his girlfriend, almost wife, Julie Costello, was fired from the show because Kirk Cameron refused to work with her due to some indecent photos that she posed for um, a certain magazine. And um, after that, it just seems like the character Mike just was completely scrubbed clean of anything that we knew of him from seasons one through four. Especially season seven, he was not the Mike that we knew. He was more responsible because Kirk Cameron had a hand in how the show was being written at that point. He did not want his character to be a womanizer. He didn't want his character to be downgrading women or whatever, you know, Mike was doing at the time. I mean, honestly, if I had to go between Growing Pains and Family Ties, I tried watching Family Ties. I got up to season five after Andy was born, and I had to stop because not Michael J. Fox, but Alex P. Keaton, I I his just degrading of how he was treating women, I just, I, I'm like, I can't, I can't do this anymore, I tried, I gave it five full seasons, not five full seasons, excuse me, but um, I, I gave it a try, I really did, and there's actually a Family Ties podcast out there, I think it's called Quality Time with Family Ties, which I started listening as I was watching the show on Amazon, I don't think it's on there anymore, but anyway, that's the trivia, there's not much, uh, we do have goofs. Character error. DJ and Steve, and I love how it hasn't quotes quotes cousin, because you know she dates a Steve later on in season six. They talk in Michelle's room. DJ says to Steve, hey Steve, you want to go ice skating tomorrow? He replied, uh, I can't, your dad is taking me to, to a Warriors game. I thought he said something about looking at colleges. I'm like, you already have a scholarship to Stanford University, buddy. I mean, I'm sure if He wants to use that as a safety school, says he's pretty much got it in the bag. You can go look at... Yeah, I don't... know. No, they don't look at colleges. And she's like, oh, well, we can go tomorrow. She repeated the same phrase twice. I mean, in a way that... Well, the thing is, we got to look at this. DJ's like 10, 11 years old, right? And Steve is 17. There is a large age gap where... Two years prior, when he was 15, he was completely geeked out. Glasses, acne, braces, you name it, he had, like, geeked him all over. So, um, and apparently when he arrives, even DJ's like, Steve, is that you? Because his face cleared up, he's wearing a Letterman's jacket, he's just looks really good. So, yeah, he just, he changed in two years. He really developed. (laughs) All right. So, character error. Here's another one. It is said that Steve is... Danny's nephew. Steve is 17. It is revealed that Danny has a sister five years younger, which would make her 25 in this time. Since Danny's sister and Jessie are the only siblings between the parents, it doesn't make sense how Steve can be Danny's nephew. Also in season 5, when Becky finds out she's having twins, Danny makes a joke about being called Uncle Danny as if he's never been called that before. Yeah, you know they do. They make some good points. Continuity. After Danny comes into Michelle's room to talk to Steve, they leave the room for this from the second door from the top of the stairs. In other episodes, Michelle's room is the first door from the top of the stairs. The second door is Jessie's room. That is right. They are yeah, Jessie's room was boom right after Michelle's. When Steve gets up to check on Michelle, Stephanie sets her sandwich down on the coffee table and the next shot it's back in her hand. Well, you guys come on. You know, they take multiple takes. Not every take is going to be a fresh cut. Sometimes it's just going to be mistakes. Sometimes maybe they didn't get the camera angle and they got to do it again or someone flubbed a line. It happens. That's just how it goes, apparently. Revealing mistakes. When Danny and Steve leave Michelle's room, they walk out of the door of where Jesse's room should be, and Michelle's decals from the door are on the door of Jesse's room as well. Well, Guys, it is what it is. (laughs) Um, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Apparently the song Love Machine is in this episode. Which is funny because we also get that in the Seven Year Itch episode. Let's see. Any user reviews? Let's see. Okay, we got Mitch RMP gives us a 6 out of 10 titles that I want to play with you. December 8, 2013. Seeing Kirk and Candace, brother and sister in real life, acting together and being related is pretty cool. In this episode, Kirk plays a cousin whom DJ hasn't seen in a while. He obviously never went to his aunt's funeral since he'd never met Michelle. Well, and the fact that DJ did say it's been two years. So yeah, in that amount of time, Pam has passed and... Michelle happened to be born. A lot happened in those two years that he'd been away. A lot. He was going through a rough time since his parents were breaking up. Well, I can tell you right now, unless Steve is masking his emotions, he seems 100% fine. He's not at all emotional unless it's like, again, maybe it's just he puts on a smile and inside he's dying a little because his parents are Breaking up. And the fact that Danny also brings up, you know Steve's dad moved out, and he really needs me. He needs a male role model. He's got to go all the way to, Bal- to from Baltimore to California to get that. You can't call him on the phone. I know it's long distance, but come on. But DJ was feeling his growing pains. He was no longer the cousin who wanted to hang out with her. Wanted to think about it. If she's 11 in this episode, we 10. So when he... She, he, the last time he was there, she was, like, 8 or 9, and he was, like, 15. It's good. The age difference is going to be a lot more when she's more on the spectrum of just having gotten over the, you know, around the double. She just passed the double-digit hump. And he's, like, on the tail end of teen teendom of teenhood, being 17. He was no longer the cousin who wanted to hang with her. Now he wanted to hang with the men instead. Of course, personally, DJ had trouble accepting, accepting his changed personality, but in the end, they become friend, friends. <laughs> it was great seeing them together. Fried Toast 02 from April 14th, 2021 gives us a 7 out of 10 and titles it an, eh, season one episode. Season 1 isn't great, but there are some good ones, but this one isn't one of them, and it's not bad, and I actually struggled between a 6 or a 7 rating, but I had to go with the 6. Actually, this person gave it a 7. I enjoy the chemistry between Candace and Kirk, but it's just kind of a filler. Something I noticed that after rewatching the show, Jesse used to know what sports were, and that's another thing they did to his character in later seasons was dumb him down, Acted like he didn't know what hockey is in an episode, but he knows basketball and knows how to play in this episode. I don't know. I just don't like the continuity errors, but it happens in shows. Another reason why this isn't a great episode for me. Well, think about it. We go from season one for him knowing all about basketball, right? Big old sports nut. Boom. Season eight. Let's fast forward like seven years down the road and... Air Jesse, which I will get to much later in this year, and he knows Jack Diddley about basketball. He can't he can't make a basket to save his life <laughs> or anyone else's. And Kareem Abdul Jabbar even coaches the this guy. Basically, he's like, well, if you hit the sweet spot, if you stand like literally right here. You can make a basket, but anywhere else, it's basically a whole old dead zone for you. And even during the game, at some point, he's all like, hey, Kareem, he's the guy. He's in my sweet spot. I can't make a basket. Like, <laughs> I love how Kareem says, uh, that's really not my problem. I'm the ref, okay? You got to – I don't know what to tell you. Oh, my goodness gracious sake. <laughs> and, of course – The episode I will be covering after this is from Season 7, Kissing Cousins, the one I honestly dread because we have Jesse. They grossified him is how I want to refer to Sophros. They grossified him to the point of gag-inducingly grossified John Stamos with Him is not. He's got a big prosthetic nose. He's wearing suspenders and a white tank top. He just looks really oily and gross and sweaty and just nasty. And it's just like, and his hair is like literally like slapped back. Like they like took a bunch of oil and just slipped smoothed his hair down. And he just he looks like a creep. And he is a creep. His character is a big major creep. I'm like you. In the previous episode, The Last Dance, Papouli passes away. It's a very sad episode. Then, boom, we go back to... The cr- okay, I, I refer to the kissing cousins as the... And why is it called kissing cousins? Jesse and this guy are supposed to be cousins, but... I don't know. It's, that is the cringeworthiest episode. I, I, it, I, I feel gross when I watch it. And I just... I feel for why, I I don't know why we come off such a big, sad, heartbreaking episode, and then boom, we got this Stavros showing up. Blech. That's why, um, <laughs> I kind of, I did say I wanted to put up these episodes till the end of the year. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's just get them out of the way. <laughs> because I have a packed month for June, guys. We got Mary-Kate and Ashley Olson. This will be the last birthday themed episode. Episodes because there are two of them. There's going to be I believe both from season seven, The Bicycle Thief and Michelle carte Also, we have Jesse's musical career with Mad Money and The King and I. So, yes, it's going to be, yeah. All right, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let all the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. new podcast listeners who have just Jump to Board the Tanner Train, a.k.a. the podcast. I want to let you know where you can listen. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Those are the only two options. Also, if you have full house memories you want to share or tell me about your favorite episodes, favorite characters, least favorite characters, least favorite episodes... You can email the podcast at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message me on the Full House, Fuller House podcast Facebook page as well. Also, if you guys have any idea for any type of fan fiction, if you've created Full House or Fuller House fan fiction, I would love to read it on the podcast. Just remember that this is a ears for all ages podcast where anybody can listen to it. There will be no bad language. There will be no F-bombs. There will be no inappropriate talk. I wanted to create this podcast because there were other Full House podcasts out there. However, the language was an issue and inappropriate content, which I don't think is suitable for those of a certain age. I wanted to make a podcast where those that have grown up with the Full House have introduced their children to the show or just don't tolerate the bad language or inappropriate content, I wanted to give you something. I wanted to share my memories going back, watching these episodes over again, because I love this. Out of all the TGIF shows, this was the one I gravitated to. It was my regular rotation every single week. I was in front of the TV, ready for Full House. Other shows I kind of dipped in and out. You know, Perfect Strangers, Family Matters. Boy Meets World. I didn't even know that Topeka and Corey got married until it became an adult. I didn't even know they went to college. I didn't even see them graduate high school. So, yeah. And speaking of Full House, those of you probably know that I have done a few episodes of the podcast, The World According to Corey an unofficial Boy Meets World podcast that has been on the back burner for quite some time. It will still probably be on the back burner until at least 2025 or 2026 because I have other podcasts that are also on the back burner and that is just going to be a podcast of when I can get to it, I'll get to it because I have other podcasts that I'm focusing on as well, as well as a monthly Small Wonder podcast that I started in 2019 that is not for ears of all ages. It is an 18 and over podcast because due to language and, of course, not really too much inappropriate content. Mainly just language. But, um, yeah, I do have some podcasts out there that are family-friendly and some that are for those of us that are older that can handle those other other things. Punky Power, of course, is going to be coming back in April with weekly episodes starting, I believe, April 16th. And you're going to be getting weekly episodes up until the season one finale on Mother's Day in May. One last thing before we start the podcast, if you've been a listener for a while or you're just tuning in and you enjoy the podcast, every single podcast out there needs support, whether it's Patreon or whether it's iTunes reviews that help it gain more followers and listeners. The only thing I ask of you is a moment of your time. If you could jump on iTunes, leave a five-star review or rating, that would be awesome. More five-star reviews, again, they get you, helps the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Speaking of Fuller House, yes, 2023 is going to be all about wrapping up the Full House portion of the podcast. And then 2024, I will be wrapping up the Fuller House portion of the podcast. Now, just because by the time I've wrapped up both shows in 2024 does not mean the podcast is coming to an end. There is a lot more fun content I have in mind. Compilation at ep- mini podcast episodes. Also, there's a lot of behind the scenes and PSA footage of the Full House stars and stuff like that that I found on YouTube that is really cool that I wanna have fun with. There's also Full House Stephanie books that I would love to review for you all. So quite a bit of stuff here and there. Now not saying that after the podcast is done, it's going to still be a weekly thing, maybe a couple times a month to search stuff out a little bit. And also, you know, any family movie reviews that I do in the future will also be put on this podcast for you all to listen to. Um, one in particular for Earth Day this year in April, I will be covering the movie Andre from 1994 about a girl and a seal. Such a good, heartwarming, beautiful movie. And then of course I saved 1996's Flipper for Earth Day 2024. Also, I, since I'm recording this March 4th, I got to meet animator Don Bluth. So I have a craving for revisiting some of my favorite Don Bluth movies. Basically, it's going to be Land Before Time, and it's going to be All Dogs Go to Heaven. Maybe rock doodle The only reason I say I won't be covering An American Tale is because I've already seen it. I did watch it on the big screen last August when I met Phil Gla- Philip Glasser, who voiced Fievel. And he also, in Season 2 in Episode Pale Joey, he played young Danny. <laughs> so I did get to ask him about that. It was really, really fun. So, alright guys, with that being said, let's jump into the Distant Cousins double feature with Season 1, Episode 18, Just One of the Guys. Alright, so we come out of the intro, and we're in the kitchen, which is a rarity. It seems like a lot of the cold opens are either in the girls' room, in the living room, maybe sometimes in the kitchen. So Jesse and Joey have baby Michelle at the kitchen table and Grandma, what, or Grandma Cochran, or odds are it could even be uh, Grandma Tanner in Washington. <laughs> One of them is making her an outfit. So, Jesse and Joey got to get her measurements, and they measure her chest, which they measure from the back. Like, that's her back. And then they measure around her stomach. Basically. It's a shirt, guys. She's going to outgrow it in a week, most likely, because babies clearly grow that fast. And she's 18 inches across the chest, 18 around the tummy, and Joey's calling her a butterball. Basically, it feels like they're kind of fat-shaming her, because then Jesse's like, oh, you don't want to wear anything with horizontal stripes. I'm just like, whoa! Can we, uh, I mean, I know she's a baby, she doesn't get what you're saying, but calm it. Calm it, please. That is just too much. The fact that when Joey calls her a butterball, he's referring to the turkey. He's like, oh, she's self-basting. Hips? It's a sweater. Is it one of those 90s sweaters that goes, like, literally past your hips and down to your knees? Because we all remember those sweaters. Becky on the show was wearing long sweaters. I had relatives, aunts, who wore sweaters that literally hit just a bit above the kneecaps. It's like thigh-level long sweaters. We all grew up in that time period of the 80s and 90s. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. But why are you measuring the hips? It's not like a a shirt-pant combo dealy going on. It's a sweater. And again, it's a sweater she'll probably grow out of in... Oh, I'll push it out to two weeks tops. They're measuring her chest her belly, her hips. Of course, it's going to be 18 all around. They don't measure her from, like, head to toe or anything, because that measurement's going to be different. And Jessie, not Jessie, Joey makes a joke about, like, yo, 18, 18, 18, just like her father. I'm thinking, that joke makes zero sense. Sorry I'm being harsh, but, uh, come on now, writers. So, they stand her up on the table because they have to get her inside. It's a sweater, guys! A, oh my gosh. They said sweater. They didn't say anything about pants, but whatever. And Jesse, and I don't think this is Dave Coulier, because he's like, come on, do something fun for the kid. Come on, make it fun for her. And Joey's like, okay, okay, okay. So Joey goes to the oh, what does a moo cow say? Moo, moo. And both Joey and Jesse are going, moo, and like blowing like, Michelle's hair is blowing across her face. or creating so much wind. Blonde-haired Kimmy, and, um, that's, it's just the thing with Kimmy's hair. Definitely season one, it is more blondish as it goes on. It's more of a, I always kind of thought she had kind of a blondish-reddish, kind of. Because it gets darker later on, but no, Andrea Barber is a blonde. And DJ is too, for the most part. Um, But hers is more, especially season one, it just feels like more dishwater blonde than anything else. Kind of like, that's how my hair was as I got older. And Kimmy is weirded out. She's like, your dad lets these people take care of you? And DJ says, oh yeah, it's it's hard to find good help. She's wearing, DJ is wearing these jeans she's so proud of. They come pre-ripped. Because that was the style then. Everyone had to have like tears and rips in their jeans. Wearing distressed clothes back then was the thing. So real quick, I'm looking at Andrea Barber's filmography when it comes to Full House anyway. So at this point in time, before this episode, Kimmy had Andrea had been in three other episodes. Her first appearance, of course, was the third episode. First day of school... Then episode 12, our very first promo. And then, but seriously, folks, episode 16, just one of the guys. And of course, the season one finale, DJ Tanner's Day Off. So, let's see, how many has she? She had been in like twice that many episodes. It says here, according to that, she'd been in 146 episodes of Full House. And there's 193. So, if we do the math, 47 episodes that Kimmy was not in. So that's basically two seasons worth, just about two seasons worth of episodes that she was not in.
3: Okay, Michelle, now your grandma's gonna make you an outfit and we have to get your measurements, okay? Alright, hold her arms up, Joey. Okay, reach for the sky, Michelle. Reach for the sky. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't resist those two little pits of yours. <laughs> All right, here we go. First, we start off with the chest. Okay. And it is 18 inches. 18. Okay, now we go to her tummy, which is 18 inches. 18 <laughs> inches, Michelle, you little butterball. And she's self-basting. All right, young you better hope Grandma's not knitting anything with horizontal stripes. <laughs> All right, let's get her hips here. Okay, Here hips. we go. And 18. 18, 18, 18. Exact same measurements as her father. I stand up. we got to get her in seat. Okay, oh, okay. Come on. Here we go. Uh, stand up it, come on. Do something fun. Make this fun for the Okay, well, you okay. some voices. Okay, well,
0: it's a moo
1: cow, say eh? Moo cow says moo. 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 <laughs>
0: moo. And your dad lets his people take care of you? Hey, it's hard to find good help. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, as DJ is following Kimmy into the living room, Kimmy asks DJ if she wants to come to the church bake sale. And this is where, of course, we learn. DJ says, well, I can't because my cousin Steve is coming coming over. And poor Kimmy is just like, oh, but DJ, you gotta come. I'm making the three wise men out of Cerule. And she even says that... She hasn't seen Steve in two years. And like I said, a lot can change in two years. Especially to a person. And DJ tells Kimmy, Kimmy, look, Steve's like my big brother. He's the coolest. We did everything together. This is all stuff that she they did two years ago. We go ice skating. We mess around. We goof on each other. And she says, we have so much fun. It's like we're not even related. So, basically, before Kimmy, Steve was DJ's best friend. And Kimmy asks, well, what's he look like? As she's putting on her hooded jacket. And DJ means, well, I mean, looks aren't everything. And Kimmy says, oh, a real geek burger, huh? And this is how DJ remembers him. Well, I mean, he does have glasses and braces and zits. I mean... Last time she saw him, he was 15, and she was, like, 8 or 9, so that's her last impression of him. And, but other than that, he's pretty cute. And she says, Geek Burger with Cheese. So it looks like Kimmy spent the night because she's got a tote bag that she's hauling. Or is that a backpack? I can't tell. As soon as Kimmy gets to the door, it flies open, and here comes Stephanie going, Ta-da, 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 ta-da. I'm surprised. Oh, well, that's why DJ probably had to stay because Kimmy didn't leave yet. She I'm surprised she didn't say, like, Kimmy, you gotta go home. Okay, I want to go with my dad to pick up Steve from the airport because so Stephanie got to go to the airport. Can I come
0: to the church bake sale? I can't. I'm waiting for my cousin Steve. I haven't seen him in two years. DJ, you gotta come. This year, I made the three wise men out of Strudel. He
1: seems
0: like my big brother. We go ice skating, we mess around. There's so much fun, it's like we're not even related. What's he look like? Well, looks aren't everything. A real geek burger, huh?
1: <laughs>
0: well, he does have glasses and braces and zits. But other than that, he's really cute. <laughs> geek burger with cheese. <laughs>
2: I like how after Stephanie does the first da-da-da-da, she's rolling her eyes like, da-da-da-da, and then she, oh gosh, we went over this in the car, She turns around and says, hey Steve, da-da-da-da means get in here, man, (laughs) and Kirk Cameron pops his adorable face around the side of the closed door, he's like, sorry that was my first da-da-da-da, the audience goes wild. Which, of course, again, Growing Pains was in its, like, third season at this point. Everyone was Kirk Cameron crazy for Mike Siever. So, yeah, of course he has to wait for the audience to, like, calm down because they are going crazy. So, he's wearing a Letterman's jacket that isn't defined by any particular school. And usually when I think of letterman jacket, I think of, like, the white stripes on the back of the collar but anyway he says greetings from baltimore so he's way over there in baltimore maryland (laughs) and dj can't believe her eyes again yes it's been two years she's like steve like is that you and steve is wearing like khaki pants i don't unless you're dressing up to go somewhere important I mean, usually, I would think someone like it he'd be wearing, like, blue jeans or something like that. When I look at those pants, they look, like, really big on him. And right away, (sighs) Steve immediately starts talking down to DJ. It's like, it's been two years, went from 15 to 17, she went from, like, 9 to, or 8 to 10, and he immediately asks. It just feels like he acts like she's somehow beneath him. Like, oh, you're just a little kid. It's just, that his, through the majority of his visit, that is how he treats her. Like, oh, I don't have the time to give you attention. And, of course, she is still expecting things to be how they were two years ago. Because he's like, DJ, how you doing, sport? If he rubs her head like she's, like, Stephanie's age, I'm gonna, the she does rub her head! Like, dude! I immediately would've been like, hey, dude, I'm 10. I'm not Stephanie's age. So, immediately she wants to know why he changed from who the last time she saw him. Why have to your glasses? She's like, oh yeah, I got contacts. He's got to an answer for everything. Um, what about your braces? Like, oh. Uh, got them off? She's like, well, what about your face full of zits? He's like, oh yeah, I cleared off, cleared off. I yeah, just you use Clarisonic every day, and boom. He's like, they cleared up. At seventeen, you're still. I mean, there isn't a cutoff age for acne. <laughs> Adults can get acne or pimples or whatever. I mean, I used to get, you know, that stuff when I was, you know, a I'd say more like around the age of 12 when I started getting them. And it went on well into like 17, 18, 19 years old. But I guess maybe that a lot of it has to do, you know, I've always heard it's like a lot of it has to do with diet. A lot of it has to do with your skin condition, whether your skin is like really oily and stuff like that. Especially, I mean, I can imagine. It's interesting about like high def tech. Uh, televisions now. A lot of things we couldn't see. Like on a standard deaf TV versus a high-def TV, you see everything on people's faces. Anything that's been covered up by makeup, you are gonna see. But, and another thing, it just, he feels so... It just, it feels like he's so cocky. And... I just, uh, he just, he grates on my nerves. He's like, yeah, one night I went to bed looking like a nerd and woke up like this. Yeah, he's like, ah. Oh. He, they just made him into a, one of those typical typecast jocks. Like, I'm going to, now that I'm a jock, I'm going to become everything I hated about those jocks that picked on me in school. Like, isn't nature great? <laughs> Kimmy has the jonesiest crush on Steve to the point where none of what she does in this episode is going to fly today. No way! He's like, isn't nature great? And she's like, the best! And she literally slams the door on Danny, who's coming up the steps. The way that she circles Steve, Kimmy does, is like, like she's in a trance. There's this older attractive boy that's not related to me that I could glom onto and just drool over. Danny comes with, like Gibbler. No, he calls her Kim- Kimmy. I think as he, as Kimmy gets older he refers to his as Gibbler a lot of the time. He's like, do you realize you slammed the door in my face? And Kimmy is in such I'm cloud we We're going to refer to it as Cloud Steve, because oh my goodness, she's like, what door? Ugh. Her tongue is literally rubbing against the floor. It's hanging out of her mouth that far. She's just like she just discovered guys for the first time. He is literally like, cause. Oh my And again, who knows, maybe Andrea Barber had a crush on Kirk Cameron, and it's like, hey, sweet, he's guest starring. And he's also your co-star's brother in real life. What is wrong with her? He's like, oh, Uncle Danny, let me help you with that, because he's got, I'm guessing he also picked up his dry cleaning, because he's got, like, a garment bag. He's like, oh, let me help you with that. And Kimmy literally follows him, like, a love-struck puppy, and even DJ is just glommin' on to see, you, but not in the creep factor way that Kimmy is. I get it, you know, as kids you have a crush on someone who's like four years older than you, and maybe then it might have been cute, but now it's just <laughs> yes, he'll be staying in the beautiful alcove, which means Joey, who's Living in said alcove at this point. Hold on a sec. Hold on a second here. Hold on. Where, let me get the other let me get the other disc. Joey's place is when they had a room for him. Um Yeah. Oh, oh no! He he'd have his place down in the basement. He would. That's why. They pulled out the old cot from the basement, or should I say Joey's basement apartment. You can even see the back of DJ's jeans have been very distressed. Not just the front, but the back, and I'm just like, eh. It's cool of like, oh, your front, your jeans, you know, got rips and everything. But it's like, no one wants to see the back of your legs. No one's here for that. Oh, gosh. What is it with people calling people named Steve Stevie? Did they do that with Steve on Stranger Things? Because Danny's like, oh, DJ, can you believe your little cousin Stevie is being offered a full basketball or baseball scholarship to Stanford? He's like, I am really proud of you. I just, I can't get over how you shot up in height. So... Steve says, oh, yeah, well, I give the credit to you. Good food, plenty of exercise, all that sleep I got during class. (laughs) Yeah. Well, wait a minute. They said that, hold on a sec. Yeah, a baseball scholarship from Stanford has nothing to do with his grades. Unless he's one of those that doesn't even have to study and aces every single test, no problem. Which there are people out there like that. And I'm not trying to put them down. I'm just saying, wow, you have a gift. If you can do that, you got a gift. Because for some, even for me, yeah, I, I did. I struggled in school. It just, it makes me think just seven years down the road in season eight, DJ wants to get into Stanford. You know, by then Steve is more than, by season, look, seven years. He's 17 now. So in 7 years he's going to be 24. He'd be well out of college. Whether he goes into the major leagues, we don't know. We learn nothing else about Steve after this episode. Probably know he could have went to Stanford party too hard and got, you know, lost his bas- baseball scholarship and just got kicked out of Stanford. Who knows? Maybe eventually, once he goes to college, that cocky attitude will be dialed down a bit or someone will help kind of smooth away the edges and say, kid, you may think that you are a big shot in your little high school pond, but here you're going up against the best and the greatest. So lose the attitude. I know, guys, I know I'm getting harsh with Steve and he's barely walked in the door, but he needs to be brought down a peg. She sounds so much like Mike. It's like, oh, that sleep I got during class. <laughs> he, in that moment, felt like such he felt like Mike Seaver right there. And Kimmy's like, he's funny, too. Here's where Steve looks down and finally notices Kimmy is in the room. And Kimmy apparently can't believe that a person can not only be smart, athletic, and have a sense of humor. He's like, and he looks down to her. Yeah, she may be a head or so shorter, but the way that he looks down her, like, oh, I'm sorry, we haven't met. Kimmy, for the life of her, cannot remember her name. I'm, uh, uh, I'm... Stephanie jumps in with, like, she's Kimmy Gibbler. Like, you don't worry about remembering her name because you'll forget it as soon as she goes home. She, she can't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie! I love you. She goes over to DJ is like, how did she make it all the way to the fifth grade? Because <laughs> I <laughs> haven't my doubts. Yeah. First, we got to get the other guys. Where are Jesse and Joey? Where are you guys? Cousin Steve's here. Get in here.
1: sorry, That was
0: my first. <laughs> Greetings from Baltimore. Steve? It's DJ, how you doing sports? Hi, Steve. What happened to your glasses? Oh, I got contacts. Your braces?
3: Got them off? A face full of zits? They cleared up.
1: Oh man, please. Yeah,
3: one night I went to bed looking like a nerd and woke up looking like this. Isn't nature great? <laughs> the best! Kimmy! Kimmy, do you realize you just slammed the door in my face? What door? Here, let me help you with that. Great. You'll be staying in our beautiful, spacious alcove. Alright. DJ, can you believe your little cousin Stevie is being offered a baseball scholarship from Stanford? I am really proud of you. I can't get over how you shot us. Yeah, well, I give the credit to good food, plenty of exercise, and all that sleep I got during class.
0: He's <laughs> funny, too. Uh,
3: I'm sorry, we haven't met.
0: I'm a. I'm a you're Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> She makes it all the way to fifth
2: grade. <laughs> so, of course, when Joey comes, he comes in with Michelle, and Jesse comes in with a plate of fried chicken. <laughs> that is a running gag throughout the series, definitely. And it, it even kind of creeps into Fuller House as well with the chicken. Anyway, like, hey, Steve, Cousin Steve, how you doing? And Steve's like, wait, 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 let me guess, okay? Uncle Danny's told me all about you guys. Because who knows how far that <laughs> that airport that he uh, flew into. Maybe it's like an hour drive, who knows? Wait, think about it. Yeah, on the drive there, Danny and Stephanie got some real quality father daughter time. That doesn't really happen. That's pretty cool. And Steve could not be more wrong. He's like, okay, now you gotta be Jesse, the great looking rock and roller with a crazy head of hair. He gets all the girls and spends hours on his hair. And Joey has got this grin on his face as he's looking at Jesse. And Jesse looks just like his heart's been broken. Like, how, how, how could you get this wrong? <laughs> I Joey's like elbowing Jesse and someone like huh, uh, uh, yeah And Steve says, Oh, and you must be Joey, the guy who with all the funny voices. Anybody, anybody walks into that room, has <laughs> even Danny, you've seen her in mind Steve, it's just like Yes, he's not going to be able to live this down. Joey's going to rib him about that constantly. But it's like anybody who walks in there and sees the both of them would not peg Joey as a musician, rock and roller, who gets all the girls and has gr- spends hours on his hair. No, no, no. Yeah, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Adding insult to injury here with, oh yeah, you must be Joey who does all the funny voices, right? (laughs) And look at Jesse. He's wearing a black leather vest over a light pastel blue long-sleeved shirt. And Joey, who's wearing a shirt that's made of white, blue, yellow, and red puzzle pieces. It looks like something a comedian or a funny man would wear in 1988. Steve, actually, he turns and he looks at Danny like, did did I get that right? Did I, did I get that wrong? So Danny's like, oh, Steve, here, let me help you out. No, that there, that's Joey, and then this is Jesse. And, of course, Joey's got to do his, but thanks anyway, Bullwinkle. And, of course, in the last two years, Steve, uh... Yeah, he's got an additional cousin. Here's someone you haven't met yet. Say hello to your new cousin, Michelle. Okay, seriously, can you stop with the sport? This ain't 1950. Where are you coming like, Hey, hi, sport. He did the same thing with DJ, but instead of patting Michelle's head like a dog, he's, like, tickling her under the chin, and she's just kind of looking at him like, who's this Yahoo? <laughs> I don't know you. Please don't touch me. I don't think a baby would be too keen on somebody that they've just met. Like, you know, even putting their hands on them. I just, I, it wouldn't be funny if you, like, just started Well, it wouldn't be funny if you started crying, but just her reaction to him. But her reaction of the, who are you? I think that all babies... He's not been around babies. No way. He is clearly an only child, and he must think from all those three men in a baby movies and stuff like that, like, oh, that's how you handle babies. They like to be tickled in the face. I mean, (coughs) what? You can say, coochie, coochie, coo, And I'm surprised he's not like, hey, you're supposed to giggle. He looks, turns away like she's she's not impressed with him. The audience loves her reaction. They are applauding hard and laughing even harder. And Steve acts like he's so like What's the matter? Don't you speak baby? Well, I don't know, Steve. If you were her, would you want someone tickling your face and then accusing you of not being a baby? Like, oh, you don't speak baby? Well, Steve, you don't. So, DJ finally gets her shot to jump in here, like, hey, she grabs his arm, pulls him around to face her, pulls him away, like, oh, we gotta get you away from the guys. Steve, hey, guess what? I got a whole weekend planned out. I'm like, whoa, pumpkin, we just walked in the door here. (laughs) Let me get a second to breathe. Sweetie, he he just walked in the door. This afternoon we'll go ice skating, okay? She wants to hit all their haunts. The ice skating, the ice cream place, Pizza Heaven. Not that that's a place. It could be, I don't know. I'm going to look. I bet I bet there is a place called Pizza Heaven. Yeah, looks like we do have some Pizza Heavens. We got one in Rhode Island. We got one in... Where's this place? Uh, Pennsylvania. I just figured, in the back of my mind, there had to be, it says Pizza Heaven Pasta Pizza and Sub's in Parlin, New Jersey. There's also Pizza Heaven 2 in New Haven, Connecticut, so for all the uh, the Harvard or whatever, I think the big old college out there, that's their pizza spot. They go there. They don't go to CC's Pizza. And I've been to CC's Pizza, I mean, over the years I really talked a blue streak about, like, oh, I'm never going to go to CC's. You know, I didn't, and I'd always let other people's judgment of it kind of cloud my own judgment. Like, oh, everyone says it's the worst, I'm never going there. So on a whim, one day, I'm like, I'm going, I'm going to try it out, so that way if I like it, then Jeremy and I can go together. So I went there, It, it's it's decent pizza, it, Now, it's not... I mean, to me, I'd say maybe Pizza Hut level, maybe top level pizza. And then, of course, like Little Caesars and Domino's follow suit right after. It's not bad. I really like their dessert pizza, too. They had an Alfredo pizza. I did try the mac and cheese pizza. I thought it was decent. And, I, you know, it's a buffet. So for 10 bucks you get all the pizza you want and a drink to take home with you if you want. Not bad. Not bad. I'm so out there to find the ultimate best pizza. One pizza in particular that I loved was from a mom and pop place uh, that was like a quarter mile from my house when I lived in Michigan. It was called Habs, R.I.P. They had, if you guys like Robins, which is the corned beef, Thousand Island dressing, and the sauerkraut and all that stuff. They had a Reuben pizza, and it was phenomenal. I mean, I, yes, I would have them take off the uh, the sauerkraut. I'm not a big fan of that. But other than that, it was delish. It was that good. Also, Hungry Howie's, we don't have one here in Texas that I can find. I loved their Cajun bread. And I also got a pizza with Cajun crust. I can't find that anywhere here in in North Texas, so hopefully eventually there gotta kind of, you guys write into the podcast, O M H C F H F H at gmail.com. Let me know anywhere in the North Texas area somewhere nearby if there is a pizza place that has Cajun Crust. Cause I want to check it out. Also, we don't have a checkers down here either. And I love their funnel cake prize. All right, let's get back to the episode. So of course, Steve, all about the sports. He is Mr. Sportsman, Mr. High School Jock. You got three guys there. You got a fourth guy. Boom. Two on two. It's so, like, you know, I kind of felt like, uh, you know, playing some basketball. Uh, he says the magic B-word because all the guys are like, oh, yeah, B-ball. Let's play B-ball. Come on. And everybody's like, all right, B-ball. Yeah, it's like they're, they ter- transformed into, like, teenagers. Like, just, they <laughs> rewind 10 years. All right, B-ball, let's play some hoops. Shoot some hoops a question. Um, if you're going to play basketball, would you play in jeans or would you play in loose fitting pants? And I'm sure jeans can cushion you if you, you know, take a tumble like someone like, uh, bumps into you and you take a fall on the concrete. That'd be great to cushion the blow of your knees. Of course, DJ's like, oh, let me get my sweats on. And right away, it's like, mm, no, 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 this is a boys only thing. Sorry, girls. They don't say that, but uh, that's kind of uh, the way that. That's the atmosphere in the room. Because she heads for the stairs. I got to get my sweats on. Danny's like, DJ, so, somebody's got to stay here with Michelle and Stephanie. Um, Danny, this would not be allowed today. Child Protective Services, CBS, would be coming in and be like, hey, is your dad home? How about your mom? Oh, she's. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Are you here watching your two. And your youngest sister is only. Well, okay, honey, then we are going to have to make a phone call because this. We need to have an adult here. She is only 10 years old. She is 10 years old. Joey, and I agree with the How Rude Guys, the Full House podcast there. When they said Joey should have stayed. Granted, you know that DJ being there and Kimmy'd be like in the stands chanting Steve's name. Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she would definitely be cramping the style because they want uh inclusive they want all guys hanging out doing guy stuff, and having a 10-year-old girl hanging out with them thats just not going to happen. So As soon as he says that to her, she's like, the smile just goes like, basically, <sighs> like, well, I know I can't say no, apparently, because so she'll be mad. He's like, thanks, DJ. We'll be back in an hour. Keep an eye on Steph and Michelle. And this is why <laughs> this wife is Joey is not good at sports, clearly, because we got the four of them, like, throwing the basketball around, and Joey's like, I'm open, I'm open, I'm open, and they finally toss it to Joey, and Joey tosses it out the, because the front door is open. This would be season eight Jesse in Air Jesse. <laughs> you know it would be. oh, Michelle thinks that's cute. She starts clapping from her playpen. Would you want to bet that playpen now in 2023 would be recalled because it would be considered extremely unsafe? i like Joey. I saw you know how to play basketball. You have to say DJ come with. Be like okay showdown DJ and Joey. Who's going to be the ultimate? Because we can only take one of you, and clearly Joey demonstrates no basketball skills another ball you threw it into the street you could have thrown that at somebody's car you could have injured someone who was jogging walking their dog jogging with the stroller joey you need to stay you are a danger to anyone when you're holding a basketball hey steve-o hey Hey. let me guess uh daniel
3: told me all about you guys now, you've got to be Jesse, the uh, great-looking rock and roller who gets all the girls and spends hours on his hair. And you must be Joey, the guy with all the funny voices. Uh, Steve, that's Joey, and this is Jesse.
1: But thanks, anyway.
3: <laughs> and here's someone else you haven't met yet. Say hello to your new cousin, Michelle. Oh, hi. Hi, sport. kitchi kitchi you, you go, could you go? Yeah. Matter? don't you speak baby
0: (laughs) steve i've got our whole weekend planned out this afternoon we go ice skating okay
3: no you know know, i kind of felt like playing some basketball all right b-ball all right come on let's shoot some hoops that sounds good all right right. let me go get my sweats on oh uh, dj wait uh dj somebody's got to stay here with michelle and stephanie would you mind all right uh thanks. We'll be back in an hour. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, let's go. Let's pass. All right. the ball. Let's pass hey, all right, Jess, I'm open. Uh Danny. Danny, right here. I'm open. Think fast. Steve. Yep. Steve, drop pass. I'm hey, open. Jess. All right. Jess, right here. I'm open. All right, Joey. Right here, Joey. Joey. Right here, Joey. Yeah. Right here, Joey. <laughs> Joey. Got another ball? Let's go. <laughs>
2: So, now we're in the kitchen, the girls are setting up a a veggie platter, some bananas in a bowl, there's cola there, Stephanie's got the sandwiches taken care of, there's, this is, okay, this is honestly, they got regular plates out, and there's, like, seven of them, so... To me honestly, I <laughs> there are times that I feel like, okay, tonight's gonna be a paper plate dinner that way I don't gotta worry about dishes. All they have are sandwiches and then the veggies and there's a bowl of chips. Well, it just seems to me it's like put the pa- put the plates away, save them for dinner time that way you're not making a bunch of dishes and you don't gotta like really wash them right away. It's just go the paper plate round. just makes the most sense. Paper plates and um, plate holders. Boom. Okay, so DJ's got... She's still hanging on to this plan. Like, Steve and I will eat lunch together. You're basically eating lunch with everybody. Then I'll show him these pictures of us from Thanksgiving two years ago. That is what she's riding on. That is what she's banking on, is him to remember all the great times they had two years ago. Back when he probably just wants to forget about the time when he had the glasses and the braces and the acne. And Kimmy's like, well, how long is Steve staying at your house? And DJ says, well, three or four days. He basically said the whole weekend plan. So, yeah. And, of course, Kimmy's like, oh, me too. I'm like, girl, you ain't invited. They're Polaroid pictures. It's a shame we don't get to see them. All right, let's see what kind of Sammies we got here on a giant platter. We got bologna, we got salami, we got cheese, we got PB and grape jelly. And, of course, DJ, just looking for an excuse to put her sister down, like, sounds good, I just hope you didn't put them all into one sandwich. That was a lame joke, Deej. She's wearing a shirt with giraffes, like in the Serengeti in Africa, but it doesn't say Africa. It says Africa. A F R I don't get it. They not just put Africa on the picture. They didn't even have to put anything on. Just the the giraffes with the Serengeti and the the yellow grass or whatever vegetation they have. And then those giant green trees. Apparently, that it's so funny because DJ and Kimmy laugh. And then Stephanie uproariously laugh. laughs. It's like, girl, calm it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> after Stephanie laughs, Kimmy just kind of looks at her like, Ugh, little sisters. Yeah, she even once says, oh, at least my parents stopped after me. But they didn't because they had Jimmy Gibbler. We just didn't know of his existence. Can you. Imagine if we had little Jimmy Gibbler right around Steph's age, just in love with her, being a pest to Stephanie, and it just ah, and then literally fall in love. I just I would to, because in Fuller House they make it like Jimmy Gibbler's always been there, and like oh remember when we were young and I used to like pull on your pigtails or something like that or I don't know <laughs> Stephanie premonition because she took that pee and je- grape jelly sandwich which she made for her. Everything else is like salami and cheese and what have you and gross lettuce. Uh, she took that, put it under the uh, seat cushion on the chair because she knew those guys would come in wanting to feast. And she's like, I gotta... And she's probably like, none of the guys are going to want a PB&J. They're going to want the meats and the cheeses and the, you know, the uh, lettuce and all that fun stuff. Just saying, I think she had a premonition. Hey, okay. Apparently Kimmy is like, hi Stevie! And DJ says, hi guys, we made lunch! Wow, did they turn into cavemen. Lunch! Food, 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 food! They all throw their jackets down onto Michelle's high chair tray. And even when Steve came in, he just threw his jacket on the back of the couch. There's a Lakers Celtic. They just got back from playing basketball. Danny was playing in in like dress slacks. And the rest of the and, and Steve's in Khakis. Jesse's in black jeans and Joey's in blue jeans. How is any of that comfortable to play? You're not going to, it just feels like that would restrict your movements. DJ was right. Like, hey, let me get my sweats on. So that way you have more room to move your legs. They're not as restricted. You can move faster, shoot harder, jump higher. Yeah, apparently they don't just love to play basketball, they love to watch it. That's what you do after you play. You need more basketball in your life. Or b-ball. Oh, they went after... <laughs> Danny brings a bowl of chips. There is one, unless Joey's going to take that can of coal, you know he will. We got celery sticks, we got carrot sticks, we got... I'm guessing those are like tomato balls, I can't tell what they are. And just even Stephanie's like, oh my god, hands to her cheeks, home alone style, just like, ah, ah, ah. there's nothing for us. Joey took two cans of pop! Joey! How dare- Oh, those poor girls have nothing, guys. Nothing. There's three plates left. At least they have the plates. DJ even, like, finds a carrot stick to chomp on because, well, there is nothing else. Just act like, you know those teenagers and those Sunny D commercials after they pour into someone's kitchen from playing football or basketball or what have you, and they're all gross and dirty and whatnot, and they're all like going through the fridge like, oh, we got grape soda, we got blah, 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 or we have Sunny D. Yeah. And DJ says, ugh, animals. It's like they reverted back to their teenage selves. Ah, oh, Stephanie, queen of my heart, says, glad I saved this. And she picked up her sandwich underneath the chair cushion. See, so, yeah, I told you she had a premonition.
0: This is going to be great. Steve and I will eat lunch together. And then I'll show him these pictures of us from Thanksgiving two years ago. How long is Steve going to be staying at your house? Uh, three or four days. Me too. Okay, we got bolognese, bolognese, cheese, pizza, butter, and grape jelly. Sounds good. I just hope you didn't put them all in the one sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Here, look at this one. <laughs> <And that> one. <laughs> Hi guys, we made Lunch! Mom!
2: The oh, now you want us, with you.
3: Animals.
0: But <laughs> I save this.
2: I mean, did Danny just assume the girls ate prior to them coming back? He didn't think to save anything for them. Like, oh, they probably already ate before we got here, so they'll be fine. He even's like, oh, girls, come watch the game with us. Like, oh, yeah, you didn't want him to go with you to play basketball, but, yeah, you're free to, you know, hang out with us in the living room while we chomp on these sandwiches you made for us. And Joey's, Jesse's got the bowl of chips. (laughs) So let's see here. So we got Jesse sitting on the end table slash cabinet lamp holder. <laughs> we got Joey who's got one cheek on the arm of the couch and the other cheek is sitting on the uh, <laughs> that little uh, end table, whatever you want to call it, with a lamp. We got Stephanie squeezed in between the arm of the couch and Danny and then we got Steve next to Danny and then oh there's a little spot on the end like half an inch of couch for Kimmy to squeeze in right next to Steve cuz they're all, like watching the game. Well yes, yes. And of course Kimmy goes, "Yes." <laughs> really had to, Kimmy really had to nudge herself. She like to get into that little itty-bitty spot there between the arm of the couch and Steve's leg. He doesn't even notice that she's squeezed in right next to him. She's like, I might be getting smushed, but I don't care because I'm next to Stevie! Poor <laughs> <laughs> DJ hanging off the back of the couch. He's <laughs> just hanging over the back of the couch, just trying to feel included. Of course, at this point, Danny is still a sportscaster, He's talking about how great the Lakers are, they can repeat as champions, and Steve's like, they're talking their sports talk, like, oh, if they do, they'd be the first since Boston in 69 and 70. So, Steve's up on his sports lingo, his basketball lingo. Oh, and of course, DJ is just, like, begging for Steve's attention. Hey, Steve, you like my new jeans? They're brand new. You like my jeans? They're brand new. I just bought them. Doesn't even look at her. Like, oh yeah, they're great. Also wearing, like, mustard yellow Converse. It like, turns his head for a split second and, like, oh yeah, they're great. Goes back to the TV. Of course, yes, again, more Lakers basketball talk. And seems like, oh, they got everything. They got the speed, the power, the depth, and most importantly, the Laker girls. <laughs> so I know that the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders, I know football and basketball are just different, but it seems like the only cheerleaders you hear of, or the Laker girls, are the only, it seems like, in basketball, they're like the it, like... Laker girls does for basketball what the Dallas cheerleaders, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders do for football. You don't hear about any other cheerleaders of any other professional sports teams other than those two. They're all like, yes, yes, yes. And DJ, she like jumps off the chair and goes, yes. And they all turn and look at her like they just realized she's in the room. Yeah, she acts like they're watching football, and so-and-so just scored a touchdown. Because she throws, throws her arms and literally, yes! Every head turns. And even Joe, Joe's got a perturbed look, like DJ's just being really disruptive. Like, Stephanie's not really doing much of nothing. She's just hanging there, just chomping on her PB and grape jelly, Sam, Sammy. And DJ, of course, doesn't know diddly about basketball. She's like, oh, what an awesome thing that just happened. And I how Stephanie calls her out saying, you don't have a clue either, do you? All I know is you got to get, like, the hoop and the, ba- the, the ball in the, the hoop or the basket or what have you. That's all I care about. I don't care about three-pointers. I don't care about free throw lines or free throws or whatever. I just want to see the ball go in the hoop. Anything else, I don't care about. See, so you, so you got food on your face, Steph. You need to wipe that off. They had pickles in that veggie tray? I didn't see them. Steve jumps up and says, hey, does anyone else want another pickle? And DJ says, oh, well, we're, we're out of pickles. Oh, Kimmy, always. Oh, anything for Stevie. She's like, oh, I'll get you some. If there's no pickles at my house, I'll take a cab to the market. And Steve, who can't be bothered just to remember her name, it's just all like, yeah, thanks, Cammy. Hi, Stevie! He's like, oh, yeah, see you later, Cammy. The girls in Tanner versus Gibbler, um, what the heck were their names? It was Nina and Melissa. They also referred to her as Cammy. And DJ also corrects them. Yeah, DJ corrects them. She says, uh, that's Kimmy. And, Kimmy don't care, she can call him whoever, because she says, hey, if it's Kimmy to him, it's Kimmy to me. I don't care. She can call me Carol Seaver for all all I care, (laughs) as long as I get that attention. Hey, not only has she lost her family to Steve, she's also lost her best friend to Steve's attention. Literally, DJ is like the invisible girl. So well, here we go with the bet. <laughs> oh Joey, 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 Joey. He starts small. He's like, hey, I bet you two bucks that magic steals the ball. And of course Jesse's like, oh no, Joey, no, not the way birds Larry birds play, man. You're you're on. Danny narrates like, oh, Magic steals the ball. Yes! <laughs> Jesse's like, oh no! Two founding fathers, please. Thank you. (laughs) Steve is impressed. He's all like, wow, Joey, that's incredible. And Joey says, yeah, yeah, I come from a long line of psychics. And Jesse says, more like psychos. (laughs) Okay, so Jesse is in it. He's like, no, 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 no. Give me a chance to win my money back, okay? And, of course, Joey's like, hmm, okay, hold on. Getting another vision here. And he goes elaborate, like, not just one thing, but multiples in a succession of, in a series, in a succession of actions. The point where you're, I'd be like, hmm, let me, um, yeah, I'm, I'm calling you out because that is, that sounds like you've seen this before. And don't tell me that you're a psychic or come from a family of psychics because I ain't buying it. Alright, I bet you two more bucks that Cooper steals the ball, passes off to Magic, who will lead a fast break to down court, and end it with a slam dunk by Worthy. And of course, Jesse again is not it's like you're you're out of your gourd. Alright, you're on, let's see this. And exactly, it plays out exactly as Jesse or as Joey said. Joey's got some really cool blue shoes. Those look like those could be Converse too. I would honestly wear those over DJ's Converse because, I mean, it's a nice sky blue color. And Joey, well, yeah, again, they're not wearing what I don't think is appropriate uh, leg wear for playing. Uh, I Someone's going to say playing tennis. You definitely don't want to wear jeans playing tennis. I think, honestly, the only sport you really probably could wear jeans and it would be okay would be... Uh, Golf. <laughs> um, but if you're playing like touch football and stuff like that, I could see Daryl especially if it's in the fall, I definitely see that being a winter. I see that being a jeans sport because it, you're going to be on the ground more than not. Cassie, you are being had, man. He's like, no way. Again, Danny narrates. This whole thing. I love how uh, Stephanie and DJ both, since they really don't understand the game, which is fine by me. I don't get it either. I don't want to. But they're just nonplussed. So they have a, I don't, like, eh. Uh, they're not phased by this whole betting thing. DJ is like a zombie, like, with her eyes glued to the screen. She's not even trying at this point to converse with Steve because, again, she is the invisible girl. Stephanie is loving that P. She is taking her time with that PB and J. I'm saying, and, and the, even Steve and Danny are just reacting. Really, oh my gosh, that is incredible! And and <laughs> Joey says, sometimes I'm so good, I at, with at, I I actually win money from myself. Well. Wow. Oh, I got to say, who's the biggest uh, can't keep a secret? Is it Steph or is it Michelle? I think it's Stephanie because she totally sells out Joey. Says, boy, Joey, you didn't know all this stuff when we watched this game this morning. So clearly he taped it. He had a plan in his head. And he was going to milk someone out of their money. Do you think, do you think that Danny would have fell for that? Do you th- i mean the fact that he is already falling for it, and he's not the one who's handing over his pocketbook to to Joey Do you th- if anything if anyone else would have fallen for it i don't I don't know I mean clearly Danny and Steve have been had too, but they're not losing any money. <laughs> Jesse gets right in Joey's face. <laughs> Goes right over to the VCR. Ejects it. Takes the tape over to Joey. Smacks him on the head a couple times. and says, You know what? I bet if you don't give me my money right now, you're gonna die. Boink, boink, boink with the tape. And that's the thing, guys. VHS tapes, those were bulky. Those were heavy. If you're like me... A kid of the 80s and 90s, and you got for your birthday and Christmas VHS tapes. You knew, you knew, guys, just the shape of a VHS tape in wrapping paper. It is undistinguishable from or indistinguish from anything else. He only tries to throw it on a stomach. Oh kids, what an imagination pulled out the tape, didn't eject it, managed, that tape would have been ripped. I lost many, a movie, in our VCR growing up. I don't know if any of you had, but uh, we had an issue with our VCR, like to eat tapes. And the thing is, I didn't know until I became... I'd say probably somewhere in my late teens that if you take the top off of a VCR, you can disentangle a tape that has been wound up in the headers of the VCR or the VCR heads. Because he literally ripped the tape out of there, didn't hit the eject button. and like that tape would be destroyed. You would not be playing that tape again. And the thing is, with the money, even though it was like most likely less than 10 bucks, it's still money's money, whether it's 1988 or 2023. And just give him his money back, Joey. Come on now. And the fact that he looks at Stephanie and says, I was going to give you half. Half of what? Four bucks? Boo hoo. But then again, it's just talked about money being money in 1988. <laughs> then again, Joey is a struggling comedian. He needs those bills. Oh, she is, she's making that sandwich last, everybody. She is making that sandwich last. That was a big sandwich. But he tells that to Stephanie, and I was going to give you half. She just was like, meh. He gets an allowance from Danny. It might be a buck a week or 50 cents a week. She don't need your two bucks. He just smacked... Julie just smacked Stephanie on the head with a pencil. Or a carrot stick, I can't tell. Dude, that's on you, okay? Wait a... Oh, guys! Look at all this wasted food! One, two, three, four, five sandwiches. And that's not including the one that Stephanie's holding. And a bunch of carrot sticks. Apples! I'm just like... Eat that food! Eat it! It's gonna go to waste. And the sodas, they haven't even been, they haven't even popped the tops on their sodas. Michigander, why am I calling it a soda when I call it pop? You heard me call it pop earlier. Oh my goodness. It's like the almost three-year Texan in me is starting to slowly break out of its shell.
3: think the Lakers can repeat as world champions? Well, if they do, they'll be the first team since Boston at 6970.
0: 70 Hey, Steve, you like my jeans? They're brand new. Oh, yeah, great.
3: You know, I think the Lakers have the best record since Portland back in 78. Yeah, well, they should. They got everything. They got the speed, the power, the depth, and most importantly, the Laker girl. Uh, <laughs> yes! Yes!
1: Yes! Yes!
3: yes!
0: This just happened. <laughs> you don't have a clue either, do you? Hey,
3: does
0: anybody else want another pickle? Oh, we're out of pickles. I'll get you some. Yeah, and yeah, if there are yeah, no pickles at my house, I'll take a cab to the market. Hi, Stevie. Okay, see that a Cammy? That's Cammy. Hey, if it's Cammy to him, it's Cammy to me.
3: <laughs> Jess, I'll bet you two bucks magic steals the ball. No, no, not the way Bird's been playing, buddy. You're on. Magic steals the ball.
1: Oh. <laughs>
3: yes, two founding fathers, please. Thank you. Joey, that's incredible. I come from a long line of psychics. You mean psychos? Now, <laughs> right, give me a chance to win my money back here. Okay. Getting another vision here. I bet you two more bucks that Cooper steals the ball, passes off to Magic, who'll lead a fast breakdown court, ended with a slam dunk by Worthy. Get out of your gourd. All right, you're on. Look at this, Cooper steals the ball, fast break, Magic to Scott, to Magic, and
1: the worthy slam, no way!
3: (laughs) Unbelievable, that's amazing. Sometimes I'm so good, I actually win money from myself.
0: Thank you. Boy Joey, you didn't know all this stuff when we watched this game this morning.
3: Uh (laughs) kids what an imagination one final wager oh I'll bet that if you don't give my money back you're gonna die (laughs) and I was gonna give you half
2: so Michelle clearly wakes up from a nap And Danny's like, oh, baby alert. I gotta go check on Michelle. Steve is like, oh, no, no, no. Watch the game. I'll take care of the kid. I'd be like, um, no, I'll take care of my daughter. You stay here. Clearly her first impression of you, uh, I'll just take care of my child. Thank you. She doesn't know you. Yeah, Danny's like, oh, thanks. I'm sure you can take care of her since you have uh, no experience with babies. Yeah, considering you have no experience with an infant whatsoever. And, let's call the mic. <laughs> Steve is like, oh, no problem. I got this. And as soon as Steve turns to go up the stairs, he turns, Danny turns to DJ. is like, help him. I would not feel comfortable. Like, you are 17. You've never been around young children. She didn't, I just... I'm sorry, I keep ragging on Steve, I'm not a fan of this guy. I mean, if we put him against Stavros, uh, Steve would be definitely uh, on the better end of the spectrum. <laughs> Did Jesse just kick DJ in the butt as she walked past? So DJ goes up the stairs, and Joey's like, yeah, your nephew Steve's a great kid. And Danny tells him, yeah, thanks guys for hanging out, you know, being so nice to him. I mean, honestly, ever since his dad moved out, he really hasn't gotten a chance to have this one-on-one guy bonding time. I love how Stephanie, like, gets up from uh, being squished between the arm of the couch and Danny. (laughs) Yep, us guys got to stick together. And it's just so adorable. (laughs) Joey gives her a bite of his carrot stick. So, my impression of Steve's dad, what I'm getting... Steve's dad, to me, sounds like a workaholic. He's never home. Uh, He and the wife, Steve's mom, probably have marital issues on top of that. Um, Who knows what kind of situation it was. Maybe they just drifted apart. He's more career-focused. And he just zips. And now... I mean, think about it. Steve's 17. He's had how many years with his dad... And just, this is a big thing. Even at any age, honestly, your parents getting divorced, Well, there could be seen as a good thing or a bad thing, depending on, you know, the environment and whatnot. Um, yeah. The fact that Danny later says Steve's dad, like, just moved out. So my guess is it, like, happened a week ago, and Danny's sister... It's it's not Wendy, because she is too young to have a 17-year-old. Because uh, she also had Ginger the monkey. But anyway, my guess is she called up Jane like, hey, me and Michael are getting divorced. We really feel, well, I feel that Steve would really benefit from going out there and spit. Can you spend some time with him and just kind of... Especially for like, hey, just keep him out there for a while while oh, Michael and they go through the divorce proceedings and he moves out of the house. It would just be best if Steve wasn't here to see that. Think about it. Steve's going to go back home at some point and he's going to have to face the fact that his dad's not living there anymore. Whether or not his mom and him can stay in the same house, whether they got to move into an apartment. I don't know the situation in Baltimore. I don't know. I'm just blowing smoke into the air, basically, of what I think the situation is. But he can have a nice, good weekend, and then he goes back to a new chapter in his life without Dad. Oh,
3: baby alert. I gotta go check on Michelle. No, no, no. Here, you guys stay here and watch the game. I'll take care of the kid. Oh, thanks. I'm sure you can take care of her, considering you have no experience with an infant whatsoever. No problem. Help him. Hey, your nephew Steve's a great kid Thanks for being so nice to him Ever since his dad moved out He hasn't had much of this guy's stuff Yep Us guys gotta stick
0: together
2: <laughs> <laughs> So Steve goes in there Michelle's not crying anymore It's like oh what's the matter Michelle Are you hungry, sleepy, grumpy, bashful Dopey? sneezy, doc And DJ comes in like Oh are you having fun And the way that Steve's like, oh, yeah, I always have fun here. Like, he's there all the time. He hasn't been there in two years. It's like, your dad is great. And I'm sure that DJ is happy for this one-on-one time. She's like, oh, I'm really glad you're back. And Steve's like, oh, is, hey, is the little kid okay? I'm like, um, first of all, her name is Michelle. I know you're going to be here this long, but I'm sure she'd appreciate it if you called her by her name. I just, I, I think she needs a changing is all. And Steve immediately checks out, like, no, thank you, be my guest. I'm like, hey, you said you want to help with the kid. What did you think that entailed? Just trying to entertain her and stop her from crying? Steve, you could be doing this with your own kid in 10 years when you're 27. Having to change diapers. Unless he, like, goes and hits a big in the major leagues. And he gets married and they hire a nanny or a maid or someone to change the baby's diapers. And of course, DJ is like, don't worry, you're going to be all right. You'll be fine. Just, I think you need a dry run at this. And (laughs) Steve's like, you know, I think we're a little late for that. Michelle is just laying there looking like her eyes are darting back and forth like she's watching a tennis match. Like, is somebody going to change my diaper because I don't want to sit here and, and, and uh... yeah, that's the thing. I mean, think about it. You're a child and you're in a diaper and you have to wait for somebody else to take care of it. That means you're sitting in your own excrement and urine until somebody, Ugh, I can't even imagine. That's probably why half of white babies cry if they're not hungry or sleepy. So, DJ offers up Michelle's stuffed monkey to practice on putting a diaper on. So, let's do this while Michelle still still sits in that soiled diaper. So, she hands, yeah, he puts the stuffed monkey on the changing table and DJ hands him a diaper. That diaper looks humongous. It looks like it would take up the majority of Michelle's body. It's that long. So, again, the mention of ice, ice skating comes up again. You want to go ice skating tomorrow? And, sorry, I can't do it. Your dad's taking me to a Warriors game. You know that Danny, as soon as he got the green light that Steve's coming out, he planned all these activities for him and Steve to do together. And, again, yeah, this was brought up in trivia. As soon was saying, okay, well, we can go tomorrow. She, (laughs) wow, apparently you can ice skate, the mall has an ice skating rink, and guess what, you can also go to a movie and eat pizza. She's got their whole, she was not kidding when she said (laughs) she has their whole weekend planned. And my friend Jennifer's having a boy-girl party. Um, sweetie, he is a 17-year-old basically a man, and you're like 10, 11 years old, that is wildly inappropriate. It's like she's still, again, she's still reacting to who Steve used to be. She can't grasp who this version of Steve is. Or she's blatantly ignoring this new Steve and just putting her own image of 15-year-old Steve on him. And Steve immediately lets her know, like, sweetie, I'm going to be pretty busy the whole time I'm here. I got to look at some colleges. I'm like, first of all, I thought you got a scholarship to Stanford. Granted, I mean, he probably wants to check out other colleges just in case, you know, Stanford doesn't work out for whatever reason. And here's the thing where it's almost like he's kind of putting her down like, oh, besides, I'm a little too old for that kind of stuff. Yes, in two years, he became too old for that stuff. Oh, are you too old to go to the movies, have pizza? I mean, ice skating, I kind of get, maybe you grow out of it, maybe you don't. But, in the fact that, it almost like him saying, well, I'm kind of a little too old for that stuff, as in, I've outgrown that stuff, and also I've outgrown you. I think about it, a 17-year-old... Has the option to hang out with guys, you know, his uncle and his two buddies, who are 25 and 30. Versus hanging out with his 10-year-old girl cousin. He's going to choose the guys. You think about it, he goes back to Baltimore, it's going to be just him and his mom. Danny's right, he's not really going to have this guy stuff when he goes back home. And just DJ's disappointment, like, oh. And looks like, yeah, Steve's got the diaper on the monkey. Like, all right, tape right, tape left, and hey, look at this. Monkey is ready to party. That diaper fits that stuffed monkey. That diaper would swallow Michelle all the way whole. A diaper doesn't have to, like, go literally up to your chest. Just like the people when they would hike up the jeans to the point where it'd be just, like, just away, like, under your chestal area and above, just above the belly button area. It's like, it doesn't need to have to be way up there. Danny comes in and he's like, oh, hi, Michelle. Hey, Steve, how's everything going? And he's like, well, I think this Speaks for itself. Holds up the diapered monkey, and Danny says, "Great, Cheetah looks happy." The monkey's name is Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's like a whole day of di- basketball games. Oh, you're missing it. The Bullets are playing the Pistons. And of course, Steve's all like, "All right, I gotta see this." And Danny's like, "Oh, DJ, do you have any plans for this afternoon?" And or I think it was like tomorrow afternoon. DJ's like, oh, well, not anymore. Again, they're all neglecting poor Michelle who needs a diaper change. You can't smell that. It's like, well, you do now because we're all going to the park. When? After the basketball game with the Warriors? Because I thought that's what Steve said you guys were doing. And then you're going to go look at colleges and all that fun stuff. I'd be like, well, one day I like, oh, well, you do now. We're all going to the park. Oh, now you want to include the girls. Uh Uh-huh. Watch football. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then we can play some uh, soccer, basketball. You just got done with the basketball. Uh Uh, Volleyball and tennis. I hate volleyball. I hated it in phys ed. I hated how my arm would get sore when you'd be going to, and even the hand, just like, trying to get the, the volleyball up over the net, and it just, ugh. I hated anything in phys ed that meant that you had to do stuff in a group. I couldn't stand it. I didn't like it. Even tennis, when you had to be basically placed with somebody. I hated when people said pair up. All right, go pair up. Oh, go find a group to be in. Oh, I guess I'll have to put you in somebody's group. Couldn't stand that. And Danny's like, whoa, buddy, slow down. I'm 30. <laughs> I don't have the stamina that you 17-year-olds have. It's like, then we'll play our rousing game of let's rush Uncle Danny to the hospital. And we're going to change this baby's diaper because she needs it. But apparently DJ needs to voice her feelings to somebody who won't talk back because she pulls Michelle out of her crib and sits her in the rocking chair with her. Before we get to that, Danny's got another surprise for Steve. Hey, after the game tomorrow, I'm going to take you to the locker room and introduce you to the team. Why does he get to do that? Because he's a sportscaster and he's interviewed them before, so he feels like he has unlimited access to just come and go when, I don't know, I don't know. Oh, of course, (laughs) Steve's like, oh, really? Oh, my God, I gotta meet Ralph Sampson. The man is building. And Danny says, the team is a city. (laughs) The amount of hyped up, just adrenaline and just energy just coursing through Steve, good golly. She puts Michelle in the rocking chair, and apparently she's got a bottle full of juice. Like, Michelle, I need someone to talk to, and since no one else can tell that I'm alive, I feel like the Invisible Girl, I'm gonna chat to you, because you can't talk back. I'm like, what do you think of your cousin Steve? Pretty, uh, not, uh, yeah, well, he's, mm. he was not this way, Michelle. He was not always this way. He used to be fun, and he used to hang out with me, and now he just... A jock, a big jock, who only cares about sports, and not little old me. So yeah, she basically getting her feelings hurt. Her last impression of Steve was someone who hung out with her, and just this version of Steve is not to her liking. He ignores her, talks down to her. Basically says, I've outgrown you. Yeah, she's like, I know he's just a big jock. You should have known him two years ago. That when he was my friend, he doesn't care about me anymore. Well, it's not that he doesn't care. It's just that, again, the age difference seems to matter a lot more now than it did two years ago. I love how either Mary Kate or Ashley put their hand on Candace's arm. It's just so sweet. I like how uh, DJ or Candace's DJ like kind of rubs her finger over Michelle's hand just so it just it's such a just so loving and DJ says all he cares about is sports guess you're just nothing around here unless you're one of the guys and the thing is DJ must feel that on the regular because her dad's ignoring her Jesse and Joey are also ignoring her and the thing is yeah, she probably does feel a little outnumbered. I mean, she's got her little sister and her baby sister, but at the end of the day, what womanly role, role model does she have? She won't have one until Becky shows up in season two. Ah, she kisses Michelle's hand. So cute. Hello, Michelle, um, are you hungry? Sleepy?
3: Grumpy? Bashful, dopey, sneezy,
0: Doc? Having fun?
3: Oh, yeah, I always have fun here. Yeah, your dad is great.
0: I'm real glad you're back. Hey,
3: is the little kid okay?
0: Uh, I think she needs a changing.
3: Uh, no, thank you. I
0: guess. We will be fine. I just think you need a dry run at this.
3: Well, I think we're a little too late for that.
0: <laughs> no, I'm in practice on the monkeys.
3: Oh, right. All right.
0: Okay, put the diaper on. Okay. This thing, uh, you want to go ice skating tomorrow?
3: Oh, I can. Your dad's taking me to a warrior's game.
0: Okay. Well, we can go tomorrow. And since we'll be right there at the mall, we can go to a movie and eat pizza. And then my friend Jennifer's having a boy-girl party.
3: Well, I'm going to be pretty busy the whole time that I'm here. I got to look at some colleges. And besides, I'm a little too old for that kind of stuff. Oh. Okay, so I tape right, tape left. All right, this monkey is ready to party. Hi, Michelle. How's everything going, Steve? uh uh, well, I think this speaks for itself. Nice work. Cheetah looks happy. Yeah. Come on, you're missing it. The Bullets are playing the Pistons. Oh, all right, I gotta see this. DJ, you don't have any plans for tomorrow afternoon, do you? Not anymore. Well, you do now, because we're all going to the park. How some touch football sounds. Oh great! Yeah, then we can play some uh, some soccer, some basketball, volleyball, and tennis. And then we'll play a rousing game of Let's rush Uncle Danny to the hospital. Great. Steve, Steve after the game, I'm gonna take you to the locker room and introduce you to the whole team. Oh really? Oh, I gotta be Ralph Sampson. The man is a builder. The team is a city.
1: Let's oh, yeah, have a little talk here.
0: What do you think of your cousin Steve? I don't know he's just a big jock. You should have known him two years ago, back when he was my friend. He doesn't care about me anymore. All he cares about is sports. Guess you're just nothing around here, unless you're one of the guys.
2: So now, it's amazing how most of this episode takes place in one day, and then the rest of it, the touch football game in the park, is the next day. But anyway, we're in the living room. Jesse and Joey are moving the furniture out of the way so they have a nice open space to teach DJ how to play touch football, or at least the basics. Sheila, thanks for teaching me how to play touch football, because since tomorrow's going to be my first time playing it, you know, I don't want to look stupid. And Chessie says, stop. You look stupid already. And DJ's like, what What do you mean? It's like, it's not football. It's football! And it, it's just, oh my gosh. <laughs> they really harp on the football! Like it's the Super Bowl or something. Like, oh, it's the whenever football starts like in the fall or whatever like okay we're all ready for the new season of football to start okay so that's lesson number one is how to speak football it's not football it's football okay so all right we got that out of the way now lesson number two the ever popular psych out no words just sheer intimidation Boy, does this bring me back to the little giants and where uh the character Jake is popping like an ant acid like a Tums or whatever. No, it's is it a t- it's something because he starts like like foaming at the mouth with whatever tablet he put in his mouth and he's like, here, give ter- I'll take these and we'll use it to make our m- mouths foam up and we'll intimidate the other team. So, he wants to show DJ an example. And you see, (laughs) John Staples cannot keep a straight face during this whole time. And Joey is, he can't make a, well, he can make an angry face when he gets angry. But it's just really comical and over the top. They are totally breaking character here with this laughter. Because they both, they (laughs) both. This is, yeah, this laugh, with this is John, this is all John Stamos and Dave Coulier. This is not Joey and Jesse. <laughs> and I'm here for it, and I love it so much. I love how they it again. like, it's something like that, it's something like that. <laughs> okay, so I don't understand any of this lingo that Jesse's throwing out. He's like, all right, we'll show her play. All right, down and out, fake to the flag, button hook back, and I'll hit you. What is it? I mean, unless Jesse's got all these terms from watching football or did he? I don't know. Do you think that Jesse, maybe he was an athlete, maybe he did play football back in like the Pee Wees or whatever. I don't know. So (laughs) Jesse says, oh, you're going to love this. So Jesse's behind Joey. He's waiting to get the ball. Hut, hut, hut. Hands it to him. Okay, Joey, jumping over to the couch, chewing on a pillow. Is this wrestling or football? <laughs> Joey runs through the laundry room into the kitchen. All right, and, and Jesse's got the football the whole time. He's holding the bag. He's like, all right, I'm reading the difference, right? Checking the pass rush. I'm checking my receivers. And eventually, he's like, Jesse looks at him, he's like, I'm, I'm checking my watch. Joey, where are you? No, because he's like, I'm still checking my receivers. Yeah, he's like, I'm checking my watch now. Joey, where are you? Joey comes through. He's made a sandwich in that amount of time. Wow. And Joey says, oh, sorry. I just stopped off for a quick bite in the secondary. And Joey says, he puts his arms out because he's got one hand with, full of sandwich. And he's like, hit me, I'm open. He catches the ball and Jesse's like, spike it. And Joey slams the sandwich on the floor. Uh, Wasted bread, meat, and, well, I don't care about the lettuce. So many sandwiches not getting eaten. So many sandwiches. We know of one sandwich that did get eaten because Stephanie was taking her sweet old time on that PB&J. And Jesse says, the football, spike the football. And they do a chest bump. No, they don't do a chest bump. I'm sorry, they're doing the, uh... The two hands slap, and then the weird finger snap between the knees thing. And DJ jumps in there, like, oh, this is fun. And DJ asks, well, how do you guys know all this? And Joey just sums it up, well, because we're guys. Yeah. And Jesse sums up, guys, see, it's in our blood. Guys are just known born knowing how to play football. And they're doing a chant. Really
0: appreciate.
3: Tomorrow's my first real game of touch football, and I don't want to look stupid. Stop. You look stupid already. What do I do? DJ, you don't call it
1: football.
3: You call it football.
1: Football! Yes. That's it. All right,
3: you got lesson number one. Now, lesson number two, the ever-popular psych-out. No words, just sheer intensity. Observe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: something so, like something it's something like, like that. It's something like Alright, let's show her play, man. Let's run a play. All right, all watch right. this. Alright, do it down and out. Fake for the flag, button hook back and I'll hit you, okay? Got it. There all we right. go. All You're right. gonna love this. Ready? Hutt, put, put! Go! Ah, Alright.
1: Alright,
3: ah. watch this. I'm reading the defense, right? I'm checking the pass rush. I'm checking I'm checking my receivers. I'm I'm still checking my receivers. I'm, I'm checking my watch.
1: Joey,
3: where are you? Sorry, I just stopped off for a quick bite in the secondary.
1: <laughs> Hit me, I'm open! Oh. Touchdown! Spike out. it! The football!
0: Yeah. Now this is fun! How do you guys know all
3: this? Because yeah, we're guys. Yeah. <laughs> you see, it's in our blood. Guys are just
2: born knowing how to play <laughs> All right, so now we're in the park. They're just hanging out on a blanket. We got Jesse in a beret with a um, sleeveless, it almost looks like uh, his exterminator outfit, his exterminator shirt but with the sleeves cut off, but it's not. And then Michelle's got this adorable baby beret, She's wearing a San Francisco 49ers onesie. Was it, a onesie? Well, it's basically a matching... It's like sweatpants and a uh, little jacket. It's adorable on her. I love it. In fact, it may even win the best outfit of the episode. Everyone is decked out in, like... I'm going to say this has got to be early spring because, and I just was thinking about that yesterday is I think this is going to be Steve's spring break because otherwise, because DJ said he was going to be there for three or four days. So I think that's his spring break. And of course, Kimmy's there and just asking Steve, Oh, you want another one of my sandwiches? And he's like, no thanks, three's enough. So, of course, DJ's still riding on that uh, when they were all watching basketball yesterday. So she's bringing up basketball, which is interesting because they're going to be playing football shortly. But before she brings it up, it's funny because when we open on this scene, Jesse's playing his guitar. He's got his guitar case open. And Michelle is like puff an air into this harmonica. is so cute. (laughs) Someone comes by and drops some change in there. They both look in and Jesse says, Hey, Michelle, half of that's mine. It's like 50 cents, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm guessing where she got this information, but she says, Will Chamberlain scored the most points ever in an NBA game. And Moses Malone joined the league right out of high school. And if the Bulls ever built their team around Michael Jordan, they'd be unstoppable. Wouldn't they eventually do that, though? Because I remember even in the 90s that's when Michael Jordan was big time. So, <laughs> and the, the look on Danny's face is like he's basically just humoring this info, this basketball info that's just pouring out of DJ's mouth. Thank you, eldest daughter, for telling me something I already know since I'm a sportscaster, and that's what I do for a living. No one even really reacts to it. They all kind of look at each other. Yeah, even like, okay, don't care. I probably already knew that. So, DJ clearly not getting the reaction she hoped for. It's like, all right, enough talk. Let's play football. DJ's wearing a hat and a, a Dark gray bordering on black sweatshirt. Danny looks like he's wearing a hoodie from whatever college he attended.
3: My kid.
0: Want another one of my sandwiches?
3: Uh, no thanks. Three's enough.
0: Speaking of basketball, did you know that Walt Chamberlain scored the most points ever in an NBA game? And Moses Malone joined the league right out of high school. And if the Bulls ever built their team around Michael Jordan, they'd be unstoppable.
1: <laughs>
0: enough talk. Let's play Football. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm
2: kind of wondering if somebody is doing a harmonica sound effect because when I look at it again, it does not look like this Olsen baby is blowing into it because she's a baby. It looks like she's just kind of chewing on it, (laughs) the harmonica from one end. Another thing I did notice when I I went back here was after the guy drops the change in the guitar case and Jesse looks down and says, Half that's mine, kid. You can visibly tell that, um, this Olsen twin is ready to be done with this scene, because she looks like she's getting ready to cry and saying, Mama. So when he's saying that ha- half of that money's mine, kid, she's not even looking at, she is looking directly at her mom Offset. Oh, Danny's wearing a warrior's hoodie, that's what it is. Yeah, it's, g- like... It's light gray with yellow Warriors lettering. So Danny, of course, makes himself a captain because, well, it's his football. And Jesse votes himself as captain because, as Joey says, oh, well, because your hair looks like a helmet. (laughs) Oh, good grief. Joey, of course, being Dave Coulier, is a major hockey fan, especially of Detroit Red Wings, which is awesome. All right. All right. If anyone has ever been picked last or even not just picked, just put on someone's team. <laughs> oh, you get they're gonna feel especially the two remaining. <laughs> Cause Danny's gonna pick first, alright. The first person I'm gonna pick is yeah, of course he picked Steve. I'm gonna pick my man Steve. <laughs> and Steve's like, yeah, alright, Uncle Danny. Of course. Jesse's gotta pick let me see. First person I'm gonna pick is Man DJ. <laughs> okay, I don't know if this is something they did in football where she turns to see and says, I want you! What you Or is this a boxing thing? I think it feels like more like boxing. I don't think they're doing that in football. I Think players are singling out individual players and getting like, What you! I want you! <sighs> oh come on, why <sighs> why did Kimmy even have to be there? like, Danny's next pick, Kimmy says, oh, if I'm not on Steve's team, I'll die. And, of course, he picks her. It's like, you picked your, your next-to-her neighbor's daughter over your own flesh and blood right there? Come on. Okay, and this is the first of at least a couple times where Kimmy is smacking Steve's butt. This in no way would fly today. At all. Even he, when she smacks his butt, he's just standing there first and just kind of, he looks extremely uncomfortable. And surprisingly, please, that is a no-touch area. Keep your hands to yourself. He should have said, do not do that again. And you need to keep your hands to yourself. So of course Jesse's next pick is okay. Here we go. Let's see. I need I'll pick. Um, I need some good hands, good hands. And he's looking, of course, at the two remaining, Stephanie and Joey's. Hand the hands out. Good Hand hands. Of course, yeah. I'll pick my man Michelle, of course, because of the Jesse Michelle bond. That's not. She can't, even she's a baby. She would get hurt. Oh, my goodness. Just leave her in the playpen where you can see her so she doesn't get abducted and picked up by some stranger. I didn't even know that Michelle was even there. It's like, come on, Michelle. High five, high five. And poor Steph is like, huh. first not picked by my dad. And now my uncle picks my baby sister over me. I can't even deal with that. You picked Michelle over me? Steph, get used to it because it's going to happen a lot as you get older and not just with Jesse, also with your father. <laughs> Steph, he's like, can you believe he picked Michelle over me? And, of course, Joey's wallowing in his own self-pity. Like, Steph, please, I have problems with my own. Danny takes pity on Steph and says, okay, Steph, you can be on our team. Ah, Joey's actually surprised. It's like, that's his daughter. Granted, he... Rejected her for Kim. Kimmy. Should it should have been down to Kimmy and Joey, honestly. <laughs> Danny gives her a low five. Of course, Joey is just standing there rejected. Like, hey, we saw how you handled that basketball. We're not exactly um, jumping at the jumping at the bit to have you on either of our teams. Because Joey stands up, just looking so sad, and pathetic. He's like, somebody please pick me before a stray dog shows up. I love how Jesse's holding Michelle's like, okay, we'll take Joey. But you guys got to spot us the touchdown. And Dan says, well, that's only fair. And DJ just wants to get into the thick of you. Enough messing around. Let's play football. All
3: right, we'll pick teams. I'll be a captain because my football. (laughs) Uh, I'll be a captain. Because your hair looks like a helmet.
1: (laughs) Yes, oh. watch Michelle, there all you right. go. Let's go. Let's pick. Okay, the first person I'm gonna
3: pick... My man, Steve! Yeah, I'll run a all right, let me see. The first person I'm gonna pick is my man, DJ!
0: Yeah! I want do. I want you! Let me see. I'm not on Steve's team, I'll die.
1: Give me.
2: <laughs> no!
0: Way to go, big Stevie!
2: That's nothing. Oh my god.
3: Okay, here we go. Uh, Let's see. I'll pick. Uh, I need someone with good hands. I need someone with good hands. I'll pick my man, Michelle. <laughs> no, Michelle. No.
1: High five.
0: High five. <laughs> can you believe he picked Michelle over me?
3: Steph, please. I have my own problems. Okay, Steph. You can be on our team. What? Lo fi. <laughs> Somebody, please pick me before a stray dog shows up. <laughs> okay. We'll take Joey. You guys got to spot us a touchdown. <laughs> it's only fair. Enough messing
2: around. Let's flip. The So, Joey runs to go put Michelle in her playpen. And she's quite a distance away. You better hope someone doesn't come walk by and snatch her up. Because they're going to be so focused on this touch football game. That they wouldn't even notice that she's gone. DJ with the trash talk gets very annoying very fast. Because everyone's kind of bent right. They're all facing... (laughs) The two teams are facing each other. And DJ says, Giblin, you're dead meat. And just the look on Kimmy's face of DJ. Seriously. You sound ridiculous. So... Jessie's got the ball, throws it along to DJ, she gets it, slams and it does like, yes! Touchdown! Joey and Jesse go over with her and they're doing their little uh clap, slap, celebratory, what have you. Oh my oh, that's okay, the end of that was cute. The whole like ooh, 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 ooh. and then they turn, they point like in your face. <laughs> Many times does Kimmy smack Steve's butt. At least, I believe, three. That is too much. She's like, don't worry about a big guy, and she slaps his butt. He finally points at her and says, hey, I'm worried about you. Because Kimmy, like, puts her, like, hands on her hips. Okay, DJ, stop with this trash talk. She gets right in Kimmy's face and says, told you you were dead meat Gibbler. Like, DJ, you're embarrassing yourself. And you're embarrassing me, honestly, for having to watch you do that. <sighs> DJ, I, I just, DJ's enthusiasm, let me tell you, is enough to There's so much energy and power in that enthusiasm that, I, I I don't know, you could light a house for a month without power and just resort to DJ's enthusiasm. Because she goes over to Steve like, hey, Steve, aren't we having the best time? He's like, yeah, this is the best. And now he's like, yeah. So DJ walks, takes a few steps, turns and wheels around on Steph and he says, what you looking at, chump? And Stephanie puts her hands on her hips and says, nothing, fool. It just felt like Stephanie was emulating Mr. T from the A-team or something with that line. But, oh, they're just, uh That just sounds like boxing talk. I mean, do football players really talk like that <laughs> back in 1988? All right, here we go. Now, you guys remember, the end zones
3: are that bench and this tree right here, okay? Let's go, join us get this game underway. Here we go, here we go, here we go.
0: All right, All right. All right. Huh. Gibbler, you're dead meat. <laughs>
1: All right, and
0: put. Go, 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 DJ, DJ! Yes! Yeah,
1: down.
3: Yeah. <laughs> In your face!
0: <laughs> Don't worry about it, big guy.
3: You know, I'm worried about you.
0: Told you you were dead meat, Gibbler. Steve, are we the best time? What are you looking at, chump? Nothing fool. So, Steve is
2: on to Kimmy now because she's like, let's get him, Stevie. And she goes to smack his butt, and he turns, like, don't even think about it. I'd be like going over DJ like, DJ, you need to control your friend because she's being wildly inappropriate and I don't like it. Then again, it's 1988. Who's talking like that, right? Nobody. Nobody talked about their feelings in 1988. They certainly didn't use words like wildly inappropriate. I would have had Kimmy go sit on that bench over there. So, the next play, Danny hikes the ball to Stephanie and then he... Gives her the ball, she gets the ball, and then he grabs her, picks her up, and tries to run with her. Jesse, of course, is too keen for that. Like, oh no, 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 I almost fell for the statue of Stephanie trick, but nope, you're out. You see, Michelle, she's still over there, no one's taking her away. (laughs) She's rocking a blue and yellow pom pom. I was thinking that yesterday when I was recording, just Kimmy's. Blue sweatshirt and yellow sweatpants, Michigan colors. I didn't watch football, but that was just, it was always, it probably still is with the Michigan and the Michigan State. You got your Michigan State with the uh, the green and the the white, and then you got your Michigan with the blue and the yellow, and I'm just seeing those guys. I'm just thinking, you know, with, with Dave Coulier being from Michigan, so... Okay, so this is where it kind of takes a turn. The guys start, uh, being jerks, and DJ calls them on it. Well, see if someone that kind of kicks her it and it's like, Alright, alright, you girls have had your fun. Like, we indulged you in your little touch football game. Now it's time for the boys to play some real football. Guys, it's time for us guys to play some real football. And DJ, of course... Girl, no matter what you do, you're never going to be a guy. Just, and now she's like, oh, we were having so much fun, and now uh, you're just kind of casting me aside again. And DJ throws out of the family, hey, just because we're girls doesn't mean we can't play. Why don't you put the ball down and let's see what you guys can do. And they all kind of go like, ooh. She says, why don't we put the ball down and see what you guys are made of. So they pretty much continued the game. But DJ wasn't going to take that line down like, oh, you girls go off and go sit on a bench, or you go off and go play by yourselves while us guys are going to play football. Uh, again, Stephanie's got the ball. She's bent over. She's going to hike it up to uh, Danny. Steve, go long. He goes to throw the ball, and DJ cold clops him. Yeah, she's being, she is being way too rough. She, like, pile drives into him and knocks him to the ground. She's like, yeah! And then Steve, like, DJ, what are you doing? She's like, playing football, man. Yeah, he, he's like, look, this is touch football, okay? Yeah, he finally was like, what's your problem? She's, I don't have a problem. Do you got a problem? I'm like, girl, you do have a problem, and everyone around here can see that you do. Yeah, I feel like, Deej, enough with the attitude. Knock it off. She, I don't got a problem. You got a problem? It's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Danny, you need to take care of your kid. What, just because he won't go to the mall with you or go ice skating, you're going to clean his clock, basically? So, of course, he's talking his football lingo, like, yeah, that was pass interference, first down. And DJ has nothing in that chamber. She's like, no way, you wimp! And Danny finally comes in there. It's like, DJ, Steve's right. You were way out of line here. We're not playing tackle. We're playing touch football. Which means there is no contact between players other than passing the ball. So, she throws it in his face, like, yeah, take Steve's side, (laughs) but... You guys are such buddies. Why don't you just adopt him? That's what you want anyway. Oh, Danny doesn't say no. I'll say that. He does not say no. Has he always wanted a son? Probably. Is he happy with the daughters that he has? Absolutely. Is he happy to have, you know, his nephew hang out with him and, you know, be one of the guys? But then we got the three tag-along daughters? (laughs) Now DJ runs up like, great. Now I'm going to start crying like a little girl. You are a girl, Deej. It's okay to have emotions. Oh, my goodness. You are not a tomboy. In no way is she a tomboy. She was not like this before Steve got here. We know. We know. Annie runs off. It's like, DJ. Oh, yeah, the guy's just, everyone stands around there awkwardly like, uh, halftime? Halftime. One last slap in there. Shake it off, big fella. Slaps. That, his cheeks have got to be achy. I'm telling you. Good, great. She puts her whole oomph into that smack. Steve is just like, gosh, I just want to get on a plane and go back to Baltimore. Gosh, this makes me feel... Think- <laughs> ah, this makes me think of that movie, Lassie, when they go to, what, like, Virginia or West Virginia, and the dad's like, Matt, in a while are you going to like it here? And the kid says, in a while, we're going to take a bus back to Baltimore. <laughs> Is that just really, oh, somebody, many, Baltimore in the, the movie Lassie from 1994, Baltimore, good morning, Baltimore from Hairspray. That honestly, being the first song off the gate in the Hairspray movie from 2007. I just, I fell in love with that song.
3: Let's get him, Stevie. Yeah, don't even think about it. Okay, Steph, here we go. Here we go, here we go. Here we go. On three. Hut, hut, hut. All right.
1: Daddy, hey, Steph, Steph,
3: Steph, come on, come on. Oh, batter. We almost fell for the old Statue of Stephanie trick. <laughs> All right, all right. Now you girls have had your fun. Now it's time for us guys to play
0: some real
1: football. Real all right. Football. Hey,
0: just because we're girls doesn't mean we can't play. Let's just put the ball down and see what you guys are made of.
3: <laughs> okay, Steph, let's go. All right, Here we go. Come on. Here here we go. go. All right.
0: You ready, sweetie? Right, Last here,
3: here. play. You okay, go. on two.
0: Hut, hut. I like three better.
3: <laughs> Sorry. You're right. My mistake. Okay, on three. Hut, hut.
0: Yes! Right, 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 right. Steve, go off! Yeah! DJ, what are you doing? Playing football, man. Well, oh, look, it's
2: touch. Anyone for- else getting tackled?
0: Oh, I got no problem. You got a problem? Yeah, that was a pass interference. Automatic first down. No way, you win!
3: <laughs> DJ, Steve's right. You were way out of line. We're not playing tackle here.
0: Oh, sure. Take Steve's side. You guys are such buddies. Why don't you just adopt him? That's what you want, isn't it? That would say
3: that Great,
0: now I'm going
2: to start crying like a little girl. DJ. Halftime. time. Half time. <laughs> Shake it off, big fella. Stop snapping his butt. So DJ's on the bench, rubbing her eyes, clearly she's been crying. And Danny goes over to her and he's like, DJ, what's with all the why don't you adopt him stuff? And DJ says, oh, come on, dad. It's pretty obvious. You're taking Steve to ball games, having fun, high fives all over the place. And he's like, yeah, and what's wrong with that? So, no, he doesn't say, and what's wrong with that? Basically, the reason for all the why he's doing that is he says, you know, Steve's dad moved out last year. She does. And he says, Steve needs me right now. And Danny, why this is so important? It's like, it's real important for him to... And DJ says, I know. Hang out with the guys. And Danny asks, well, what's wrong with that? And DJ just feels like she's being left out. She 100% feels like she's being left out. And the thing is, Stephanie, it doesn't bother her. It doesn't bother her one iota. But to DJ who feels like the invisible girl, she says, well, nothing if you're a girl. And she even says, I want to hang out with them too. And to that, you know, Danny tells her, like, honey, Steve is 17. He's turning into a young man. And she says, you know, I want to spend time with him, too. We used to be such good friends. I don't know what happened. And Danny says, well, I'll tell you what's happened. Steve's grown up a lot in the last two years. Yeah, he says he's becoming a young man. And, then, and it's almost like he's like, like, DJ, come on, you're being kind of silly about all this. He he says like, hey, I, I see you're having a hard time with this, but that's no reason to clean his clock. Yeah, she's really had enough of Danny's. Uh... She says, fine, Dad. I'll go take Michelle and Stephanie and we'll go play Duck, Duck, Goose. Yeah, basically what I'm just, I'm getting is DJ just wants to hang out with Steve and, you know, hang out, you know, all together, and she just doesn't want to feel excluded from this, and it just feels like if you're not a guy, then you kind of are excluded. You don't get to, you know, and it's almost like they indulge the girls by including them in this no-contact touch football And then when they're like, hey, well, you girls have had your fun, a.k.a. we've indulged you in this, and now the four of us are going to play some real football, as in someone's going to get injured (laughs) or something. I don't know. Probably not. But, um, yeah, just she just doesn't get that Steve is older. She's still projecting his 15-year-old self onto him. And clearly, you know, when DJ says, "Fine, Dad, I'll take Michelle and Stephanie, and we'll go play Duck Duck Goose. You guys can go have your fun, and we'll go off in a corner and be by ourselves until you're ready to say, let's call it a good day and go home." Because clearly, she's not gonna, she's not gonna win this argument, and Danny isn't gonna take her side. So, I don't understand why Danny couldn't have just flown out to Baltimore and hung out with Steve there. Why did you have to bring him to San Francisco? But then again, it's like, oh, we're going to go, you know, it's California. We'll go to you know, a basketball game, and we'll go do this, and we'll do that, and we'll go get, yeah, Stanford and all that fun stuff, which after two days, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. Just to me, yeah, this feels like this is Steve's, like, spring break or something like that. Jake.
3: what's with the why don't you adopt stuff?
0: Oh, come on, Dad. It's pretty obvious. You're taking Steve to ball games, having fun, high fives all over the place.
3: You know Steve's dad moved out last year. Steve needs me right now. It's real important for him to...
0: I know. Hang out with the guys.
3: <clears throat> what's wrong with that?
0: Nothing, unless you're a girl. Dad, I want to spend time with him, too we used to be such good friends I don't know what happened
3: I'll tell you what's happened Steve's grown up a lot in the past two years he's becoming a young man DJ I know you're having a hard time with this but that's no reason to clean his clock
0: fine dad I'll go take Michelle and Stephanie, and we'll go play Duck, Duck, Goose. So, I
2: guess it's later that day, because she's still wearing that sweatshirt. She's on her bed playing with two hippos. One is, like, royal blue. The other one is, like, a... Not magenta. I don't know. It's... (laughs) And it's not fuchsia! (laughs) It's kind of a darker, like, mauvey, like, purplish, what have you. Maybe she's trying to work out a conversation between her and Steve in her head between these two hippos. So Steve knocks on the door. DJ asks, who is it? He's like, it's Steve. Can I come in? So immediately she ditches, shoves those stuffed hippos off her bed and grabs the football. And she starts, like, tossing it in the air. Like, oh, I can't see my cousin... I can't have my cousin see me playing with stuffed animals. Oh, that'd be so uncool. I need to be like a tough tomboy. So Steve pokes his head in. He's like, Uh, you sure it's safe? And he's like, Yeah, it's fine. He's like, Thanks, I didn't want to make the wrong move and get creamed again. And he's like, well, uh, it's, I've been here two days, and this is the first time I've ever been up to your room. And she's like, well, you're a busy guy. And he's like, yeah, well, I mean, my schedule opened up, and I was hoping maybe I could talk to you. And she's like, to me, you want to talk to little old me. And I'm like, well, no, if you're going to have an attitude, no, I don't want to talk to you, DJ. It's like, can we lose the attitude? I get it. Her guard is up. Her defenses are up. All that. I'm surprised she didn't say, well, you didn't have time to talk to me two days ago when you walked in the door. Now you want to talk to me? So he sits down on the toy box in front of the end of Stephanie's bed and says, yeah, look, uh, DJ, I was wondering why you clobbered me. And she says, well, because I felt like it. And he's like, okay, well, then wh- why did you feel like it? And she says, because I did. And he says, well, why did you? And she says, because I was mad at you. And she says, I was really looking forward to you visiting, and you didn't even want to go ice skating. Girl, can we drop the ice skating? Who cares? He doesn't want to go ice skating. Why are you trying to force this? Ugh. They must have went ice skating every day the last time he was there two years ago. Because she will not stop with the ice skating. I think it's overrated, personally. i only did it once, and I fell down a 100,000 times, and I said never again. Granted, I was, like, 8, nine, ten years old, but even still. And it was outdoors on a frozen pond that had a bunch of trees in the way. But, yeah. And the ice skates weren't even my size. I think they're my older sisters. And even with a bunch of socks on it still, uh, nightmare. Never again. Never again. She says, I thought we could do stuff like we did last time. I miss the old Steve. And Steve's like, TJ, I'm still the same Steve. I'm like, well, you might look the same, but you definitely don't act the same. Like Danny said, a lot happened, and Steve grew up a lot in two years. And I don't just mean in height and the lack of braces and zits and glasses. He just developed like a kind of a smarmy, cockyish attitude. Like, i am got no time for you, little cousin. And DJ tosses the football across the room, sits on Stephanie's bed and says, No, you're not. The old Steve wouldn't have taken this long to come up to my room. It's funny, like, he never says anything. Oh, you and Stephanie share a room now? You didn't when I was here two years ago. And not once does he say anything about Pam. And he says, DJ, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't thinking. And he says, but I'm here now. DJ, I'm still your cousin, and I still love you. And he asks, like, so do you think maybe we can try and be friends again? (laughs) And then, of course, she adds the age, like, you just, you seem so much older than me now. so she is 11, she's not 10. He says, well, it may seem like a big difference now because, you know, I'm 17 and you're 11. But he's like, but you know, when I'm 100 and you're 94, the age difference won't really matter. So, hmm, do you want to maybe start over again? And of course he does the introduction, greetings from Baltimore! <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, I'll, I'll go outside and I'll come right back. Da, 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 greetings from Baltimore! Yeah, and DJ says, hi Steve, what happened to your braces, glasses, and sits? And then if get up, oh, all gone. Isn't nature great? So, he's like, hey, I got a great idea, why don't we go ice skating? Of course, she's like, nah, that's for little kids. So, it's like she's using his words against him. Like, <laughs> so insulted. And she did know she's just playing him. But she's like, unless you really want to. Yeah, it's like, but if you really want to go, he's like, yeah. Slap high five. You know, I was just kind of thinking when he was saying, you know, I'm still your cousin, I still love you. And it's just, it's interesting because they're siblings. And it just felt like that was more... Kirk saying that to Candace like it may seem you know the age difference and everything and it just it almost felt like because he's her brother in real life and it just it felt like the words were not just a character speaking but him speaking from his heart and that's pretty much how the episode ends. Have a hug oh Cameron's sibling hug
0: Who is it?
3: It's Steve. Can I come in?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess.
3: You sure it's safe? Yeah. Thanks. I, uh, didn't want to make the wrong move and get creamed again. (sighs) Well, um, you know, I've been here two days, and this is the first time I've ever been up to your room.
0: You're a busy guy.
3: Yeah, well, my schedule kind of opened up, and I was hoping that maybe I could talk to you.
0: To me, you want to talk to the little old me.
3: Yeah, look, DJ, I was, I was wondering why you clobbered me.
0: Cause I felt like it.
3: Well, why'd you feel like it?
0: Cause I did.
3: Well, why did you?
0: Because I was mad at you. I was really looking forward to you visiting, and you didn't even want to go ice skating. I thought we could do stuff like we did last time. I missed the old Steve.
3: DJ, I'm still the same, Steve. No,
0: you're not. The old Steve wouldn't have taken this long to come up to my room.
3: DJ, I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking. Look, but I'm here now. DJ, I'm, I'm still your cousin and I still love you. So, don't you think we could try and be friends again?
0: You so much older than me now.
3: Well, I know it may seem like a big difference now because, because I'm seventeen and you're eleven. But, you know, when I'm a hundred and and you're ninety four, you'll probably hardly even notice the difference.
0: <laughs> so. So. So you want to start all over?
3: Great idea. All right, I'll go outside. I'll come right back here. Okay. Ta-da! greetings from baltimore
0: hi steve what happened to your braces glasses and zits oh um all
3: gone isn't nature great <laughs> hey i got a great idea what do you say i'll uh, be ice skating
0: nah that's for little kids but if you really want to go Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right so that was the end of the episode i hope you enjoyed it Best outfit for this episode? Oh, you know I'm giving it to Michelle's little uh, zip-up onesie thing with the San Francisco 49ers logo on the front. It's so cute. And her beret just adds to the cuteness. So, of course, worst outfit. I'm actually going to give it to Stephanie because her outfit that she had with the uh, when they were playing basketball and stuff. It was, like, like, little, it was, like, a light sky blue with, like, little TVs. Just Lieutenant. But, and then runner-up worst outfit, of course, is Kimmy's, uh, <laughs> what she was wearing with the, uh, blue sweatshirt and yellow sweatpants. Um, actually, no, no, that can be third. No, uh, you yeah, know, second thought. Okay, here we go. Worst outfit. It's going to be DJ's holy jeans. It's fine in the front, but when you got it in the back, too, it's just really not great. And then, of course, we have Stephanie in second place and then Kimmy in third. So, uh, I would say if I had to go with another best outfit, I like Steve's Letterman jacket. And it, <laughs> it just complimented him well for the half a second that he wore it. Uh, Tanner Teachable moment is just, guys, come on. You don't need to... If there's something going on, say something. You don't need to hide behind your frustration and anger and clean someone's clock. Like DJ did to Steve. And then they finally talked it out in the end. So, that is the Tanner Teachable moment. Also... Don't be like Kimmy, don't invite yourself to stay over extra days just because you're like, oh my gosh, your other brother's home from college, oh my gosh, you have such a crush on him, I'm going to stay over even longer, or something to that. Don't, don't do that, don't do that. Kimmy was such a menace, and it's just like, that would not fly today. She smacked Steve's butt four times, and five if you go with the attempted, which he shut that down, thank goodness. Oh, my goodness. Personal boundaries, no touching. No touching. All right. Speaking of no touching, um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. The so next in the Distant Cousins double feature, when I say distant, I mean we're going outside of the United States of America, Season 7's Kissing Cousins. This is Season 7, Episode 18, Kissing Cousins with Jared the day after Valentine's Day in 1994, Jesse's cousin Stavros comes to visit and takes advantage of the whole family. Yes, they grossify John Stamos to turn him into this disgusting slob known as Stavros. I can't but we come off such a powerful episode, probably one of the most powerful of the show when it comes to sad, weeping Break Your Heart a 100,000 Times episode The Last Dance with Papouli passing away to this hot garbage dump fire kissing cousins. I get it. You want to c- kind of come back from the sadness and do something funny? Did we have to have this? I don't think we did. This, to me, episode could have just been scrapped. It could have been scrapped. We could have done anything else. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine if we had gotten Jesse coming back with um with um Silvio? Can you imagine if he came back with Silvio? And of course, DJ and Steve are dating at this point. Oh my goodness! The next episode is <laughs> episode 19. After kissing cousins, cousins is DJ breaking up with Steve. My goodness gracious sake. Uh, okay, so look forward to, I'm going to have fun just crushing an episode and just trashing Stabros. And a family funly family funly family friendly clean way of course. Alright guys, have a great weekend and I will be back with Kissing Cousins <laughs> later this month. Bye bye everyone. Real quick, though, I forgot, if you want to email the podcast, again, the email is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave a... <laughs> a review for the podcast, just jump on iTunes, type um, type out Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The Oman Lanto Alicia Lupus Podcast will pop up. Scroll down where it says leave a review and leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Bye-bye, everyone.